Everyone seems to think podcasting is easy. All they're doing is talking in front of a microphone. How hard can that be? We work very hard to bring you the best in podcast entertainment. Jesus Christ, you can't get nothing on time. We can't record the damn thing right. We're recording over and over and over again. I can hate this shit. I can love it. TMA Studios. It's what you want. Live from TMB Studios, you are now locked on to the Snowball Wrestling Network. Now, here is the host, the one, the only, Caleb Snowball! What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Snowball, here with another edition of SWN, the Snowball Wrestling Network. We've got a great show for you here tonight. It's going to be great. Uh, We had to take a little bit of a break there, uh, a little bit of a week off, because uh, uh, after the viral show, uh, my voice was completely destroyed uh, because of how, first of all, of how good the show was uh, and everything like that, which we will go over uh, here uh, in, uh, in a few but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was so good that uh, I lost my voice, and then <laughs> I, uh, I got sick. I mean, like, I, like, like, I, 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 like, was running a fever on Sunday night, and uh, just a bunch of, uh just awful. I've had, you know, an awful week and everything like that, so uh, I am so glad. To be able to talk on this podcast and record this podcast that I love so much, that it means so much to me, and and it means so much that you are listening here uh, this evening, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you so much for checking out this and every episode uh, that is available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Radio. I never thought I would say that in my life. But yes, uh, I, I am. I, I'm just so thankful to be here and everything like that. And uh, we've got a, b- a bunch of stuff to talk about. And uh, you know, to help me uh, talk about it, I gotta bring him in. He is the man. He is the Mr. TMB himself. But just don't touch his bass. Chris Dickens! Chris! <laughs> oh, wow. You jumped the shark on that one there. What's going on, SWN Fan Nation, Stovall Wrestling Network, live and in full effect on TMB Studios, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. Yes, we did take a week <coughs> off. Yes, Stovall was sick, didn't have a voice. I was I'm sick. still recovering. He's still recovering. Too. I'm still recovering because I wasn't feeling good after the show. I actually had a, a, and I said this on the live stream on Facebook when I was talking last Sunday, letting everybody know what was going on, that I almost had a terrible wreck going to the viral show. I was really shaken up by it. Um, yeah. I did stick around for the show. And by God, all the guys and girls there, all the performers... Did an amazing job that night. It made it brought, him forget about the it wreck. It made real me quick. forget about it, but it also caused me to where I lost my voice and I, <laughs> all the running around and everything that I was doing that night. I also ended up getting sick. So, um, you know, we had no choice. We took a week off, but we're here. We're live and it's our season finale. As yes. we talked about in the last episode, 
And I forgot to say that, but yeah, thank you. I, I went ahead and did it because I was sitting there waiting for him to say it, and he didn't. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> season finale right here. We're going to kick off season two. And, and there's thunder outside the studio right this now. It's going to be a dark and Yeah, the Lord is very episode. angry with me <laughs> <laughs> about calling this a season finale because... Hey, Slipknot's new record just came out. So. <laughs> but we're that here. That record we're... is awesome. <laughs> yes, but that's another podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're here. We're live. We're full effect. And I can't keep the show going on my words alone. This is not the Dickens Wrestling Network. This is the Stovall Wrestling Network. So heading it back over the reins, not Roman, to uh, Mr. <laughs> Caleb Stovall here to bring us into some action here on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, nice one. Uh, but, yes, uh, we, we've got uh, some stuff to talk about uh, and everything like that. This uh, this episode, I'm going to give kind of a little preview, right? It's going to be kind of a little reminiscent. We're going to do that at the end. We're going to tell you about the story of how we came up with, you know, everything that we did uh, concerning this podcast, uh, even going back to another podcast that yep. really started it all, wouldn't you say, Chris? Yes, the the original podcast uh, that started uh, this one, which we will talk, which about. we will talk about later on. I had to stop we you. Cannot talk about that right now because we have to talk about something else. Yes, we have to talk about what it's all about. What it's our it's our favorite subject. It's definitely mine. I know it's yours. Yep. I should be everyone's favorite subject. It is my favorite term in the world. What? And that'll never get old. Never. No. And it will never leave this podcast. It will never. I, I, I even said that, which we will cover a little bit later on. But let's talk about the news and stuff that you know broke uh, in the world of pro wrestling and everything like that. You know, we it, we had a huge, I mean, a huge weekend over SummerSlam weekend. Let's you know, let's be honest. That is what yep. it is. The SummerSlam weekend. Because not only, you know, did we have SummerSlam, you had NXT TakeOver Toronto, uh, you also had the G1 Climax, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, the, the finals. The, the finals the, of the, it. the very end of it, uh, and everything like that. And just, oh my god. And then, uh, the, uh, summer card of honor for mm-hmm. Ring of Honor and everything like that. I mean, dude, like, this, I love it. You know, like, like, oh my God. When wrestling goes on like this and there's so much that stacks up, this guy basically goes into full blown, like, eruption mode. <coughs> just over fucking joyed. He's bouncing around <laughs> all over the place. I mean, you can't stop him. He's like a rubber ball. I am like the ultimate warrior, except I don't get blown up while running in the ring. Yeah, and, and I can actually run around for some. And, and he don't beat up Phil Collins in a music video either, because <laughs> he could feel it in the air. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, let's obviously let's go ahead and talk about uh, SummerSlam uh, real quick. You know, um, some big things up, dude. That Trish Stratus and Charlotte matchup. I, dude, okay. I know that there's going to be people on here, you know, listening to this, and there's uh, people out there uh, who love to bash Charlotte obvi- for the obvious reasons. Nature Boy's her father. She gets the automatic pushes and everything like that. But you have got to hand it to her in matches that she produces. 
whether it be with Trish Stratus, whether it be with Sasha Banks, whether it be with Becky Lynch, whether it be with Asuka. Remember how good that matchup yes. was at WrestleMania? Well, dude, I got to say that this was almost on that kind of level for me. Like, Trish Stratus and Charlotte brought it yeah, on this one. Yeah, this matchup did exactly what it was supposed to do. It told the story. Um, you know, Charlotte is the next generation wrestler, and she says she's the queen of all generations. Trish Stratus answered the call. Right, right. So, and, and they just brought it. They did. They brought it, and they left it where it needed to be left in the ring. Exactly. And, and, and here's another thing I was going to say, right? Is, okay, so everyone boos Charlotte. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. You're not supposed to like her. She is a heel. Exactly. So, and she is the perfect heel because she has legit heat. So you know what? If you legit hate something, fine. Push her to the moon. Because then it makes that baby face that's going to come and knock her off her, you know, ass and stuff like that. Like, say, a Becky Lynch yep. or a Bailey or something, you know, like that or something. Um, it makes them look ten times bigger. Right. It always does. And that's the wrestling business. And she's following it to the T. She learned from the best. She learned from her dad. Her dad is one of the biggest heels in history. Dirty player in the she game. She shows I have to go to the gym soon yeah. because I'm getting out of breath. Yep, exactly. Just talking. <laughs> You suck. You're still recovering from a sickness, though, so I don't blame you. Uh, here's the thing. This is true. She I learned... don't have that excuse. <laughs> yeah, so she learned from the best. She learned from her father. He didn't just get the nickname Dirtiest Player in the Game because somebody thought it was cool. But here's it, it, but here's another thing as well, right? Like, just because, it, you know, she's the daughter of Ric Flair, that doesn't mean that she can actually move like Ric Flair. Yeah. You know, like... She could, she could suck. I mean, look at how tall she is. Yeah. She might not, you know, most girls, her height, and most, like, athletes in general, her height, are not supposed to move like that. I mean, let's just take a look back. If you were to go back and look at what Charlotte looked like before her WWE career, go right. back to WCW when she was featured on Nitro, when she was in the house when, like, when uh, David Flair and Vince Russo went she in the house. She was also in uh, the 1993, like, one of the greatest matches in WCW yeah. history. So, Vader and she Flair. was very tall, lanky, skinny. She worked her ass off. Yeah, exactly. And, and she's earned her keep. And she earns everything she's got. And so, again, and, I'm not and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and praise her or anything like that. You know, because, I mean, like, I didn't think that she deserved to be in the main event at, at WrestleMania. I, no. I thought... I'm like, well, clearly this, you know, the matchup that needs to happen is obviously Ronda and, you know, Becky. But, again, that's another story. Yeah. But back to this, you know, I, I really loved it. It had so much heat on it and everything like that. The crowd was clearly into it. Of course, they were in uh, Canada. What I didn't understand was, was right after that, well, right before that, what they opened up with was Becky and Natalia. And I went, and... What what was kind of weird about it was I didn't understand if Becky was heel or face. Yeah, those lines have been very blurred over the past few weeks. Which I think that's what she's supposed to do. And if that is what she is supposed to do, well then kudos. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I think that there could be ways that they could do it better. But for, you know, I guess what it is, yeah, good. You know, like, I, I get it, you know. Um, but... but I thought, though, you know, Trish and Charlotte, uh, just amazing and everything like that. And, and, and this was Trish's last match. This was her coup de grace. 
Did you not shed a little tear there? I did. Because but here's I've my thing. Trish well, since well, she started. Well, here's my thing, though, I, and I'll be honest, and I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be like Dave Meltzer cynical or anything like <laughs> that. Like, I'm not trying to be like an asshole or anything like that. But like, I, I, I was just like, I mean, I kind of already considered Trish retired. So the fact that she's just like, like they're doing this one matchup and she hasn't really had a matchup in like what, like, t- like five years maybe or so. Yeah. Maybe longer than Which that. Which I, like, I, I thought the match with her and Mickey James years ago was her final match. That was what that, that was my thing. I was just like, like, no, like that was pretty much the perfect way that she went out, you know, like she won the title. I think this was out. just her one last hurrah in the ring and I'm completely done with wrestling. And I think it was I just guess. to give back to the fans of Canada, or it might have just been like this one-off thing where WWE's like, hey, we want you to do this program. And, and she she's goes, just like, hey, you know what? You, you guys are struggling, so why not? I'll do, I'll do this, <laughs> but this is the last time, and I want to make it special, and that's what happened. And like I said, again, I'm not trying to be an, you know, sound like an asshole. It's just I was just like... I, I somewhat almost shed a tear, but it was almost like, I was like, I mean, I already considered her retired, so, you know, it's like... Yeah, now if I want to watch, I'll just go to her YouTube channel. I'm sure <laughs> you will. But uh, anyways, uh, great matchup. I, I got to mm-hmm. give uh, huge props on that one. Another thing I got to give props on, man, The Fiend. Oh, my God. The entrance alone, like... Dude, I am not going to lie. When I saw the entrance of the feet, I like the whole. Well, actually, first of all, before you go, go ahead, on to that, I, I'm sorry, I, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but here's the thing. I even got to go before that. The fucking hype video. Like, the hype video had a horror feel to it. Like, it, I'm just sitting there, just like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Like, they really don't want to fuck with this character. No. And, and, the, and the cool thing about it is, is that this is Bray Wyatt's character. He created all of this. It came from his mind. It didn't come from a writer at WWE. It came from his mind. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Shane Door of uh, PCW because he posted on Facebook. He was like, he was like, see what happens when you let an artist be an artist exactly. and everything like that. And I was just like, yeah. I but, mean, I mean, and but. Is, is it because, though, that this might be successful? Are they go One or two things is going to happen, right? They're either going to they're gonna let him continue to do what he wants to do with it and everything like that, and they're going to set up, you know, the bookings and everything like that, or they're going to take complete control of it, and it's going to become like his original Bray Wyatt character, you know? Like, I hope they don't go to the latter. I hope they stick to the course and, and let this and thing ride out with him in control. And here's, you know... In, it's almost like a double-edged sword, right? It's like, because you could come up with a character, right? He could come up with the ideas, he could come up with this and that, but they're still going to book him in whatever they want to book him in. Yeah, so it's like, but as long as, as long as the character is still being led by Bray, and he's in control of it, it doesn't matter who he's booked against, as long as the character remains what it originally is now, right. Nobody's going to give a shit. Look at The Undertaker. The Undertaker's a perfect example. Nobody gave a shit about him going up against Giant Gonzalez. No. That was a goofy match. Half of The Undertaker's streak is matches that sucked. But it's still the streak. It's still the phenom. 
That's just so, true. He's still a living legend. Now you have the fiend, right. who is just about as qu- equivalent, if not higher up, on the chain as the Undertaker. And does Bray Wyatt not do the best job of break of not breaking character? He is perfect at that. Even on Twitter, like he's apologizing to wrestlers. He's not mean to anyone, but when he's the fiend, you know, it's like. I don't know what happens when the fiend. Or, I don't know. Like, like that's still gonna have to be explained and everything like that. And and this and that's that's the thing that intrigues people the most is because there is so much intrigue. There's so much mystery behind it. It's like it's like we think we know what it is, but then it's kind yeah. of not. So it's like, what is it? You know, kind of thing. And that just that creates animosity. It you know, does. That, that creates like, ooh, what is really going on here? And I'll be honest, uh, I can't wait till they do the Demon King versus uh, um, the Fiend. Yes. Yeah. And, or is and, it really the Demon King, or is it just the Demon? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. The, the Demon. Demon. Yeah. But the Demon. Here's the thing: going back to SummerSlam and, and this this whole Fiend entrance, it started off with the Firefly Funhouse bits like shooting up on the screen. That was incredible. And, and then it faded out. And let him in. Yes. And then the remix of his original theme with the female vocals this time. Yeah, but that's not the only female vocals in it, though. There's a guy screaming in it, and it's Code Orange. It's, and, and they're supposed to be like one of them. I need to like listen to them again. Yeah. Maybe they're a little bit heavier than I realized. Apparently like, so, because this is trending right now on the music charts. Yes, it did. Like, And I knew it was. You want to know why? Because when I heard it, I was like, first of all, that's going to be, you know, just like Nakamura's thing. Like, it's going to be like blow up on iTunes and everything uh, like that. And you know what I thought at first? I just thought, man, what if the possibility... Because here's what Bray originally wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And he said this on Twitter. Because he, he replied to, like, the real Corey Taylor from Slipknot. And he said, he's like, he's like I want to use Unsainted for my theme song. Because mm-hmm. he, he, he thought that fit perfect. And I was like, well, that would be perfect and everything like that. But, so, like, I thought, man, if I hear Unsainted, I will, like, legit, like, shit my pants right now. Like, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be like, oh, my God. Like, It'll be the best of both worlds for him merging together into one for a change. Uh, Yeah, for once. Like, you know, they did it back when Lint Biscuit and everything like that. I could get into that on another show. Or, yeah. like, you know, another episode or anything like that. But so, I didn't know what, or if it might have been, like, even an original song by Slipknot. That would have been even better. Yeah. I would I would have lost it. I'd have been like, oh my god. He'd have been on the floor foaming at the mouth because it'd have been too much for I'd have been like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I just I just thought that and everything like that. So um I but then like I heard the theme and I went, oh my god, like it's got but it had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Dude, when you know when I heard the breakdown I went Ah, you know, I just, I was, I was like, yes, and so, it, and it fits the character so it does. well and everything but, like that. But the thing was, is the song was just the tip of the iceberg. You also got to give kudos before you, you know, finish that. You got to give kudos to Finn Balor for, for, uh, you know, 
going out there and selling it like this was even scarier than him as the demon. Yeah, he did. And I mean, I got to give him the biggest props on that. And the fact that he was willing to just basically get squashed because that's what happened. Yeah. Every, here was the thing. Everyone knew it coming in. This was like one time like a squash match actually worked for WWE in a long time. Yeah, it really did. And, 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 and it didn't make Balor look weak. I don't think no, anyone thinks... it made that. The Fiend look super strong. Exactly. And that's what it meant to do. Exactly. I mean... And dude, uh, someone pointed this out, like, just the subtle stuff that he did. Like, he turned his glove or something. I don't even... I, I'd have to go back and look at that. But, like, I remember, like, in the matchup, like, it was almost like he was fighting with himself or something like that. So, there's just so much mystery. There's so much intrigue. The biggest thing, though, that got me about this character was the fucking head Yeah. for a lantern. Like, we've seen that lantern before. Not like that. No, and that's what I was getting at. The and, and this is the thing is that when I saw this, I had to go back and I had to pause because I wanted to see exactly what it was. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding this new lantern. Well, a lot of people were wondering, is WWE going to be allowing this? Is this a one-time thing? Because they didn't show a lot of shots of it during SummerSlam. You got a couple of shots here and there, but they didn't really do a lot of up-close and personal shots of it. But they did a whole article on it on WWE. Uh, well, they did it on the Twitter. They showed it. And it is actually Bray Wyatt's head. It's shaped over this lantern with the <laughs> eyes sewed shut. This thing is nightmare I, fuel. You want to know what I thought, though, before you continue that? Uh-huh. You want to know what I originally thought? I thought it was Luke Harper's head. <laughs> I thought it was. That would have been creepy, but no. It, it was. It's Bray Wyatt's face. And it's got the eyes sewed shut. I've noticed that. And it's so creepy. It's it's pure nightmare <laughs> fuel. So imagine if you're at a live event and the fiend comes out and all you see is flashes of light and a head lantern <laughs> and he looks in your direction with that mask on and he starts twitching and he holds the lantern up. Tell me your ass ain't sleeping with the lights on for a week. <laughs> I'm being serious, man. Because I saw that shit and I'm like, oh my God. Fuck you, Freddy Krueger. Screw you, Jason Voorhees. That's the new horror film. That's, that's the <laughs> new horror guy right there. Hey, you know what? I, you, I have said that, like, I felt like, you know, Bray Wyatt should have his own freaking, like... He should, man. Horror movie. They could, like, they could pull a full franchise around just The Fiend alone. And it would be bigger than Nightmare on Elm Street. Bigger than Friday Instead, the Instead, we're getting it in the wrestling ring. Yeah, we're getting it in the ring. and <laughs> Which makes it even better. <laughs> as long as he doesn't go up against William Regal and we, Regal no sells it, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not no. scared of anything because I'm a man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, my God. No, but... Here's the thing, though, too, about, like, um, The Fiend. Here's the thing about The Fiend gimmick, right? Okay. You just said, right, there's this controversy around the, uh, you know, head for a lantern and everything like that. That's okay, controversy. That is, I'm not going to say that's tasteful controversy, I guess, but, well, maybe, maybe that is the right word, but that's better than a pregnant woman being 
the 24-7 champion and having that cringe, god-awful segment, you know, like that cringe-worthy And then segment. getting pinned at the gynecologist's office, which you can clearly see was backstage. I know, like, oh. I, I will say this, though, they showed, like, in the crowd, or they, they went through the, <laughs> the, the foreign or announcers and everything like that, and it was, it was Carmella and R-Truth and... <laughs> hiding out in that shit so I was just like that's funny but here's the thing if you want to push the envelope that's the way to do it exactly and again I I think with how scary this character is I don't know just do sporadic change or some shit like that but I would I would legit have him go up against AJ yeah I would have him go up against AJ and I would have him terrorize his family I mean look at it like this he was call me cruel, as, by the way. I'm well, sitting the there was, like this is television. The thing was, is that there was a point where Bray Wyatt was going up against AJ years ago, and, and it was working. Uh but not to the full extent to where if you take the fiend and you put him against AJ, and he starts getting AJ's head, and then he starts going to AJ's family. No, no, no. Like, just, like, just, like, like you could legit like have a segment where they're like. But they're like, like I don't know. They do it like, and they've done this crap before, so that they could easily do this. Like, they could just have it randomly at AJ's house, and like, oh yeah, this is my family and everything like that. And like, he's just going around showing his, you know, his kids and everything. And his daughter is sitting there watching, and the Firefly Funhouse comes on, and it, and he's just like, hey, turn that off, you know, turn yeah. that off. Like, I don't want you, that stuff infecting your head and everything. And then. That builds and everything like that. You could do so much stuff with that. I'm sitting there going, that's what, that's okay to push the boundaries with that kind of stuff. It, to me, because you can do it in a creative way and it can be tasteful, but yet it can be suspenseful and everything like that. And by the way, all of you horror movie lovers, do not sit there and look at me because yeah. that's exactly staring what it's right for. at the, staring right at whatever you're listening to. Talking, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Exactly. He doesn't understand horror. Apparently, they do understand it. We understand it because this is, like I said, nightmare fuel. This character could go any way, shape, or form in any direction, and there's and make still so much sense. mystery exactly. around it. Like we you were think we, like I said, we think we know. What it is? A lot of people that well, he's a he's a you know cult you know kids leader and stuff. But no, that's kind of not no, what it he's is. Still in the supernatural realm, which makes perfect sense because if you remember back to the Firefly Funhouse vignettes, he was fun loving, big time Bray Wyatt, and he let the fiend in, which could go anyway. Like you were saying with AJ with his family, Firefly Funhouse comes on, he turns it off. Next thing you know, lights start flickering. Lights yeah. go out. Lights come on. There's the fiend. Lights go out. Lights come on. Fiend is gone. What the hell's going on? You could do so much stuff with it. And people are like, well, that's over the top. Well, here's the thing. WWE's already over exactly. the top. Exactly. It's okay. See, what I'm describing for WWE is okay because it's WWE. Now, if you did that for, say, AEW, if AEW did a storyline like that, it would not work because that's not what they're going for. They want a sports presentation. If ROH did that storyline, it wouldn't work. But it's WWE. They always have those over-the-top storylines. Yep. That's what they are, entertainment. So that's okay. Be entertaining like that. Exactly. Give me an entertaining story that puts me on the edge of my seat like that. I mean, for Christ's sake. Not like... 
what you tried to do last Monday. Yeah, or anything I mean, for like Christ's that. sake, during the Attitude Era, the crowd popped when the Undertaker came back from the dead and shot lightning down to the ring. Yeah, I, 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 for I the saw love it. of God, I will walk through the fires of hell to fight you, Kane. We blew up. We got excited. Oh, we and, got ecstatic. And I agree with a lot of people when they say that, like, that's one of the best told stories ever, exactly. ever in WWE. And I agree because, but it works for WWE. Remember when they tried to use that in WCW? It didn't work because no. that's not what WCW was. No. It worked when they did the NWO and Sting. People might go, well, that was a little over the top. Yeah, but there was. That worked because of the way Sting's character was transforming. Yeah, they did that perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just sense. the stars aligned and everything. And when like they that. tried to turn Dustin Rhodes into Seven, that didn't make no damn sense. Well, obviously. that was that was just, uh, that's a different. Yeah, that was just creepy vibes. That's a whole show for another, like you know, uh, episode yeah. or whatnot. But I don't know, dude. I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing where the fiend is going. Where and notice they kept him off of Raw and SmackDown as well. Yes, they did because uh, you know they want him to feel special. And I'm like, I agree. I I agree with that. He does need to feel special, and right now he does. They had a uh, apparently they had a box set, right? And it was WWE exclusive and everything like that. And apparently that thing sold out like in like minutes when it went up. Oh, of course. Like every like all of it sold out. I'm like. Man, I kind of want to grab that. <laughs> like, I might as well mark out like that. You know, like, awesome. But, yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I can't wait to see it uh, and everything like that. Uh, and then, like, obviously another big thing that happened at SummerSlam, um, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Um, that was, a, that was I guess, that was, yeah, that was a pretty it, cool it story. Was, it was pretty good, and I uh, like the whole... Uh, Someone please answer me this. Shane. You've been in the WWE, and you've been around the wrestling business your entire life, pretty much since you were in the womb, basically. Yep. Um, how do you not know how to throw a fucking punch? He th- <laughs> it looks like he's throwing a potato. Yeah, well, here's the thing. He's throwing them the way uh, they would do in sparring with... Uh, Martial arts. No, he's not. He's but it looks like shit. It does. It looks terrible. <coughs> it's terrible. Like he's I'm like, just... uh, 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 uh. and I'm like, are you sick? What the hell? You can't move your I arms. I, I don't know. But yeah, they look horrible. They've looked know. horrible for years. I don't know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, interesting story going on uh, with them and everything like that. Uh, and then uh, Rollins and Lesnar. And yeah, Rollins wins clean. Yep, he won clean. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like you won. Um, this was, I, dude. People give Lesnar flack, and I, I, you know, I'm one of those. I hate his position. I hate the way that he, you know, handles business and everything like that. Maybe that's storyline. Maybe that's him. You know, that's a line that's kind of blurred, to be quite honest. Right. If if you think about, it. which is pretty much the point. And if it is, that's brilliant. But I'll say this. When he wants to have a good match with someone, he'll have a good match with Yeah, him. he delivers. He knows how to work. And there's no denying that. He does know how to work. And it's not the fact that, you know, the fans uh, in general hate Lesnar as a performer. They just get tired of seeing him come in, win the belt, and leave. Yeah, yeah. And- 
I was having this conversation. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was having this conversation with my nephew today. We were watching old school wrestling promos back from the Attitude Era. And I told him, I said, you can feel the difference in the air when it comes to that wrestling compared to today's wrestling. Because most of the promos we were watching was Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, you know, something like that. And the main focus was, I want a shot at the WWF title. I want a shot at the WWF title. These days, it's... <coughs> there is no WWF title. I want to fight you. I want... You made me mad. da 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 there's you hurt no, my feelings. Yeah, there's no title. You screwed me in the matchup that is every man for himself already. Like I remember when they did that at Money in the Bank, and and they did it with Cody and Sandow, and it was Sandow turned his back on his best friend, and I'm sitting there going, "Did haven't we been driving the point home that like there are no friends? This is every exactly. man for himself. This is an opportunity of I a mean, lifetime." So I mean, even even jumping the gun here uh, at SummerSlam with. Uh, Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. That matchup, what should have been two wrestlers going against each other for the WWF Championship, turned into the reason why you have your position now and you're on top is because of what I did back a few years back. Well, that's getting into his head and everything like that. Well, that's still, it wasn't even factor. about the title at that point. I well, it didn't feel and, special. And here's here's again, and here's the thing I'll say about SummerSlam, right? Was, this is the biggest problem for WWE. I can't tell what is the biggest story they want me to follow. Yeah. There's so much going on that it's like, well, is Kevin Owens the biggest story? Is Becky Lynch the biggest story? Is, uh, you know, Lesnar and Rollins, are they the biggest? You know, it's like, what the hell? Like, it's not like it was years ago to where we knew what was huge. No, WWF championship. Exactly. Like, like, to be you know, fair. That's how every good TV show is. You know, it's like, it's like back in the day, like even with wrestling, it's like you knew exactly what it was in the Attitude Era. Yeah, there was all this extra crazy shit that was going on, but the main thing, Austin and McMahon. Yeah. That was the biggest story. That was it. You knew it when you turned on. That was what you wanted to see. All of the other stuff would be like extra stuff. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, oh, okay, we can follow this as Ooh. well, but this is the main reason Even that we're Even when Austin in. was gone, the main focus during the Attitude Era was the WWF Championship. Right. The main focus with WCW back in 96 was the NWOs taking over. We knew NWO it. and Sting. Yeah, exactly. ECW, the ECW Championship was the big thing. And that's how it always was. WWE now, what what do we look at? Oh, twenty four seven champion was like a like highlight of the show. Basically, not this show, but like Raw at one point. And it's like, am I really supposed to be following all that? Exactly. Do I really want to follow all that? What is worth following? Okay, cool that we can make some funny segments. What do those funny segments mean? We're not necessarily just a comedy show here. We actually are supposed to have meaning to what we're doing. Exactly. When there's just no meaning, it doesn't mean... It's like a bad comedy. Yeah. It's like, you know, a, a movie like Sausage Party. And, and I mean, I liked some of that movie, but I was sitting there just like, this is so stupid and has no point to it. 
that it's almost not funny. See, so it's it's the same thing with the twenty four seven championship. It's like nothing has any meaning. So this well, might all be funny. The way I used to look at pro wrestling was you're watching a whole wrestling show and it culminates with the big story at the very end. Right. Now I'm looking at it like I would look at OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes on Cartoon Network or Teen Titans Go. Little 15-minute increments with its own little section. And there's no, like, continuation with any of it. Whereas Teen Titans was, you know, like had a point to it and everything like that. Well, not Go. Teen Titans Go. Was I said Teen yeah. Titans. Yeah, Teen Titans did. Had, yeah. had a story. Did I say Teen Titans through. Go? No, I'm just saying. I was using Teen Titans Go as an example. Do I Teen sound t- like I'm about to hit a breakdown here? Oh, I'm- Lord have mercy, go. Jesus. <laughs> go! No, uh, <laughs> WWE Go. <laughs> that's what that is now. Oh, um, little, <laughs> That's what it is. It's little 15-minute segments yeah. with its own little thing. There's no continuity to any of it. And well, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just terrible. I, I agree, and and that's the problem. Like, like that was the biggest problem I thought with Mania. I thought the biggest story that should have been told was again Rhonda and Becky. That's yep. what it just needed to be. Now that might be what they're setting up for this time. Who knows? Who I, I don't know. Who knows when Rousey is coming back? They're probably going to do her like Lesnar now, you know, some shit like that. So that's a different story, though, for a different day. But I got to hand it, though, to the Rollins and Lesnar match. And, dude, I I felt for Rollins, like, like legit. Like, he, he legit, you know, everything that he's been saying on the Twitter wars and everything like that. I don't know, you know, if they've necessarily been him or if it's been WWE saying it like some people have been saying and everything like that. But I, I, it was awesome to see him like just be like, like I just you know like one over clean and he like had some emotion and everything like that. Right. That was a good feeling, uh, and even the crowd felt it. They were like, "Oh, okay, man, we gotta you know give you that and everything yeah. like that." So SummerSlam, above all. It was better than I thought it was going to be. It really was. Um, there's still just some things uh, that annoy me, which is how long they are. If you even count the pre-show and everything like that, I just think it's it's too goddamn long. It's yeah. four hours. No, it's seven hours it's seven now. Seven hours. It's seven hours. Every every one of their big four is a seven-hour event. It's like, dude, you can't like, holy shit, like. You gotta have extra content, even more content than what you have to do that. Like, you need to do like back when Cartoon Network, you know, used to. Uh, I, I I just bring this up right as I remember this as a kid, and I thought it was an interesting concept if someone did it a different way. But they did like a Super Bowl type thing, and what they would do is they would have a marathon. So say like it was Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck or something like that. So they would do like a marathon of Bugs Bunny and then Daffy Duck, and then like they would tease like the big thing that they're doing at the end of the night for it, and then they would do it uh, and everything like that. And I thought, man, that's a cool concept if someone did it a, a different way. And the WWE has the opportunity to do that, and I don't think that they utilize that. And I think that that comes down to they need someone at the helm of the network that is like, okay, this is how you run a TV network. Because and people are like, well, they're an app. I'm like, that's true. But they because they are a live streaming 
they run like a network. Exactly. And so they need to treat their stuff like that in order to create anticipation for content and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There are di There's different stuff to where like they can just be like, hey, we could have everyone tune in literally the minute they get up on Sunday morning and they'll, they won't leave until SummerSlam is over. And even then they might not leave. Like they might just have it on all night. You know, kind of thing. Exactly. They could do that, and there's different ways, and and we could go over that on like another episode or something like that. This is the season finale. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but SummerSlam above all was better than I thought. I just think that there needs to be a better spacing, better all of this, uh, and time. like that. But hey, it is what it is, and I thought it was actually pretty good. So SummerSlam above all, pretty good. Um, one that was good, I do gotta give, uh, Adam Cole, I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. Adam Cole, baby! May you rest in peace. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then Johnny Wrestling. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, dude, oh dear Christ, those two... It might be hard for anyone to top that. Yeah, I can agree with you on that one. That I, I, just... I think the, their best one was the last one I saw, though. Yeah. But this one, right, right up there with it. Holy shit, that matchup was incredible. The TakeOver uh, was, you know, very good in general. And I haven't even finished, you know, the TakeOver. Um, but that matchup, oh my god. That match, I... I <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, I can't even, as much as, you know, I hate WWE at times and everything like that, I can't even, you know, bash anything close on this matchup because this matchup was just a work of art. Yeah, and that's what it is, and that's what it should have been. Exactly. Uh, two uh, top-tier talents coming together and putting on this beautiful masterpiece. And I, I'll say this as well, they fucked up with Mauro Ranola. Because he should be the he should be the Michael Cole right now. He should be. He should be the voice of WWE. Yeah. Michael Cole is, needs to just step back and give the reins to him. Because Michael Cole doesn't even sound good anymore well, on commentary. Uh, Morrow, His best years dude, have gone here's by. Here's the thing. I heard Morrow on um um the uh, uh, Bellator MMA where mm -hmm. they were doing it from Madison Square Garden and everything like that. So I went, holy shit, that's Morrow, and. So, he wants to continue doing that type of stuff as well as yeah. doing wrestling. So, that's why he is doing... And in NXT, he could just be Mauro Ronaldo because Triple H is just like, dude, just be you. Like, like I'm not going to give you... No you can tell they're not giving notes. They just, you know, they're, they're just feeling it. Which is what Raw and SmackDown should be in. Uh, everything like that, but... Whatever. Uh, I also got to give uh, some of um, the Raw after and the SmackDown props as well. First of all, uh, I'm going to talk about Raw in a minute, obviously. But yep. I got to go to SmackDown real quick. Because, you know, they've been having this investigation for Mr. Yeah. And... <laughs> and uh, he's getting out of every situation he gets in because he's slick like baby oil. He must be Bond, James Bond. <laughs> Anyways. Reigns. Um, yeah. Roman Reigns. Reigns. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Hello, my name is Roman Reigns. Okay, anyways, I could go on for days. I have a but, license to work. <laughs> I could go on for days. But um, 
Yeah, like, they've been doing that. And uh, I don't know where they are in the investigation, but I'm going to have to, you know, look at it more closely and everything like that. But, dude, <laughs> I've got to say that, that uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan on, on Buddy Murphy and Bryan, like, leading the way, like, yelling and cutting that promo, I was just like, oh, that was good. Yeah. I got to give him that. That one was really good. And, Bri dude, Brian is so good as a heel. Is he not? Yeah, he, I mean, we loved him as a face, but his well, magic comes from being a heel. That's how he got famous at ROH. Yeah. He wasn't a nice ROH world champion. No, I think in, in real life. He was life, a complete dick. I think in real life he's a natural asshole. I really do. Maybe. So I don't know. I don't know, you know, like maybe, but I, dude, I loved that. I love that segment. That segment was so good. Like hearing him, like, like, no, I need to hear you say it. I need to hear you say you lied and everything like that. I was like, oh, that was really good. I got to give y'all that one. Like, so I, I liked it. Um, so, so there was some good stuff, uh, there. And then, uh, obviously, the big news from Monday Night Raw. She's back! Yep, the speculation and the rumors and all that are finally laid to rest. The boss. And, oof. Oh. She, she came back at one of the weirdest moments as Natalie, Natty was in the ring. Natalie? No, I'm gonna say Natalie. I'm gonna say Natty. Natalia was in the ring and she was talking about her match with, uh, you know, the man. And, all of a sudden, the music hit. I, I was actually upstairs when the music hit. And when the music hit, I didn't hear the music to start with. I heard the pop. That's all I heard was the pop. Oh, the pop was tremendous. The pop was up there with Steve Austin and The Rock. Uh, I will say it was that loud. Yeah. And she come out and she did her whole thing. She had the pink hair and all. And we're all like, okay, she's back. And, and then, boom. Yep. She hit Natty, and she took off the pink hair and revealed the purple hair. Yep. The purplish, bluish hair, depending upon and the color settings of your television. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, oh, my God. Baby, I'm so glad she's back. Oh, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't help And then, uh, And then, Becky Lynch comes out, and this is what everybody wanted to see. Those two lock up. Yes. And oh my god, the chair shots. Oh yeah, I think she hit her like in the back of the head. She even. hit her in the like, back of the head. She hit her in the arm, the elbow. Like There was no pulling the punches. I watched the video from ringside that somebody took. And you can hear the impacts. You can hear Becky Lynch scream. And you can hear Sasha Banks going, You like that bitch? There's some more. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, I can't wait. Oh yeah, I can't wait. And you want to know why I can't wait? Okay, because I I have said this. You've heard me say this, right? But I want to echo it, right? Okay. Yeah. So remember the matchup that these two had at NXT Unstoppable. I said that I I went I went I know what everyone was talking about at that time, but for me, I was like, that was. That was one of the greatest women's wrestling matches I've ever seen yes. next to Lita and Trish. And like Mickey and um, uh, Melina yeah. at the time. Because here was the thing. 
And it wasn't just the match itself. It was the story in general. And the fucking fact that they used Motionless and White's Unstoppable theme song for it. Yep. And they kept in the breakdown part for it. And I was was sitting there, I was like, oh my god, they used a music video for a women's, you know, wrestling match like that. And it was amazing. And when they did that, and then they had the match, I went, oh my god, that matchup was tremendous. Like, it brought a tear to my eye. That matchup was the headlining match for that pay-per-view. Uh, it, well, I mean, it may be in a lot of, it might be, like, in a lot of people's eyes, but, like, that wasn't the headlining match. Well, I mean, for it to get that music video, it was. It was. It happened right before the main event, but it was, it was one of the It was what everybody was looking forward to. It was one of the big matches that they delivered. And now they're going to deliver that on a big stage. It's like, oh. And see, even, even my brain went to, well, who's to say? Because, She's been off TV for so long. Who's to say that she can't utilize that rule while it's still in effect, the wild card rule, to go over to SmackDown and face off against Bailey? Which would have worked perfectly. Well, that that's true, and I I think that this would be an opportunity to switch Bailey as well. Yeah. Not switch her heel, but switch her confused. Right. And, and not be all before. and not be all happy. Like 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 let's have a little bit of an emotional Bailey, basically. Let's let's really get like a different side to her. Let's get a more aggressive. Let's get her more, you know, all that, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be this opportunity. We'll see where it goes. I don't know where they're gonna go with it. I'm looking forward to that. That will be great to follow. Um, if they do it right, and you know, who knows? Who we'll see what they've got going on. But that was pretty much like the biggest thing that happened uh, from SummerSlams, the Raw and SmackDown afterwards, the NXT uh, takeover. Overall, pretty good for WWE and everything like that. Um, you know, we could go on for days what they could or what they couldn't do, but for the most part, pretty good. Lot better than I thought it was going to be, uh, and everything like that. And then, you know, we had the G1 Climax. Yes. The finals. And did you see who won it? Kota fucking Ibushi. (laughs) Oh my god, that's going to be incredible. And I, I hope that he wins the IWGP Championship in the Tokyo Dome. Oh yeah. At Wrestle Kingdom. Because it's official. He's going to headline it. It's, oh, yeah. It's going to happen. And that's what he's always wanted. He said he's never wanted, you know, really to wrestle in WWE. Obviously, he didn't want to wrestle in WWE that badly because he was just there for, like, two NXTs. And then he did the Cruiserweight Tournament. And it was like, yep. eh, eh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. Mark that off the bucket list. I'm going back to Japan where it actually matters. Did you see the interview that Kenny Omega cut at uh, StarCast 2? No, I didn't. I actually want, didn't get to. They asked him about, you know, like, um, was it, uh, you know, did, did, did you try to get Ibushi to come and everything like that? He's like, he's like, if I had asked him, like, he said, if I had asked him to come, he would have come. And he, like, started crying. And you could tell that he, those two love each other. They that, do. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure it's, it's you know, they love each other. And that's okay. Like, that's beautiful if you found someone like that, you know, by all means. But when he, when he talked about it, I was just like, damn, like, 
they could literally write a story about this, and they mm-hmm. pretty much have. So it's going to be interesting to see like what they do. Um, because again, I thought, I thought that they were going to have Moxley be this unstoppable thing and actually win the whole thing. But then, of course, Yano, I, I don't get that. Yeah, that never makes If you were going to have him lose to someone... It should have been like an Ibushi. But it should have been Ibushi, yeah, for the finals. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, the American's coming over, he's coming and stomping everyone, and he's... Uh, and it would have made a perfect story, too, because they could have integrated what's going on with AEW with that, if you think about it. If they wanted to, if do they that, wanted to, you know, I don't know, but I, I like because he can, he, he can easily say, "I beat up your lover" or something like that. I beat up your partner. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it could have worked out great, and then it could have been like an avenging thing, so to speak. Maybe I mean I don't know, like I don't know if that was ever discussed or anything like that, but I, I just say I thought that's the way that it. That it should have gone, but hey, you yeah. know, they, they were just like, well, Meltzer's going to give it seven stars and he's going <laughs> to jack off on it while playing Mario Kart. You know, like... With the invincibility star on. Pretty much. Seven like, stars all over the place. <laughs> like, like it's going to be more than Rainbow Road on that <laughs> shit. Like, uh, you know, like, I, I, I just, I thought that would have been the way to go. But, hey... Congrats to Ibushi, man. I'm looking forward to Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom is one of the biggest events yeah. anyway. So uh, that's that's going to be something to really look forward to about mm-hmm. it. And to see what else is going to happen because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know. Um, it's always a surprise. And then, you know, we mentioned AEW. Uh, we got to mention real quick that, you know, first of all, I know you saw this on Big Elite where they fucking did the, uh, the oh, I want to go to and locked it out and it was like in order to find out what's going to happen tune in to Facebook at 12pm and we'll show you the unedited version yeah I saw that that was funny that was clever I'll yeah. get that but what they, a way to do guerrilla advertising <laughs> right like, wow but they announced Philadelphia and Boston and guess what those are sold out as well yep it seems like no matter what AEW does at this moment, they'll announce a show, sold out. Next show, sold out. Every show they've announced so far, sold out, sold out, sold out. Do you think, out. though, with some of the stuff that WWE is trying to do, like with the good NXT TakeOver, with the whole uh, uh, Fiend gimmick, with some of the stuff that they're trying to do, do you think AEW's in trouble? No. Because here's the thing. AEW's not even looking toward WWE's direction like they're looking toward AEW's direction. This is very true because I've been seeing reports, and this is not confirmed, so I I am not going to cover this in full and everything like that, but I've been seeing that like NXT is going to move to USA in a two-hour time slot or something like that, and it's going to counter. And it's because WWE wants to stay one step ahead of AEW, and I'm sitting there going, Why? You're, you're the so-called big dog. Yeah, and I saw the same article, and it was talking about how Vince no, McMahon... No, I'm not talking about... No, it, it was talking about how Vince McMahon years ago didn't pay much attention to WCW when they got Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, and, and they hit the ratings war, and WCW beat his ass for uh, 83 weeks. Um, but he already lost Chris Jericho. He thought Chris Jericho yeah, yeah. would never compete. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there's that talk floating around all over the dirt sheets. 
But here's the thing. <laughs> and, and, and we can tell that they're throwing shade out at uh, All Elite Wrestling. Every time something is spoken on TV, they've made it well known. Even Shane McMahon's tweet before SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, he was going to, like, they were going to buy out AEW and blah, blah, yeah. blah, all this shit. You can go be elite somewhere else. You can be all elite somewhere else if I decide not to buy it out and fire your ass anyway. I'm like, oh, my God. Really? And then he took it down after he posted it. Yeah, he did. Look, like, you're an idiot. Why? Like, Jesus. But AEW is not even looking in your direction. They're not even making comments towards you. They're focusing on what they're doing and, <coughs> and their inevitable launch on TNT and everybody's buzzing about them because that's why they're focusing on them. It's also something new for once. Exactly. Like, God damn! Like y'all, y'all been doing the same stuff now for years and shit like that, just with a different package around it. Basically, exactly. it's like give us something different. Give us something edgy. Give us something. You know, you have a whole network. You should be able to give us more content than you're doing, or better content than you're producing, exactly. or stuff like that. We understand that there's complications. And everything like that in the wrestling business, but you're the WWE. You are the wrestling business. Let's be let's be honest. Like you are. You've got so many people signed on to work for you. You can utilize every single person in the offices at Stanford. Right. You can utilize every single person that's on the road with you. Right. All the talent, anybody and everybody. But you're wasting it. Speaking of utilizing talent, we forgot to mention. I hated the Goldberg and Ziggler. That was I mean, stupid. I was like, I was like, really? Like, I'm spear him three times, make him look stupid. Okay, it's, it's, okay. Yay, Goldberg did spear finally. That made sense. Didn't hurt head. Hey, I'll still say this: he does have the most devastating spear he does, in the history. As long as he doesn't get dropped on his head and lose his focus, and or run his own head into the ring post. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, did you hear his explanation on the matchup in Saudi Arabia? It was the most pure bullshit answer I've ever heard. It had, he 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 literally deflected it like the whole time. He was like, "Well, it's just a shit storm of crappiness. It was hot. It was all there. Blah 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 blah, dude." This is the same guy who wrestled in Panama City. He Beach. didn't even mention the fact that he, you know, botched, busted his own head against the door before the matchup, and then was dropped on his head, and then dropped, dropped paper the on his head. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't mention that. But you want to blame it on the heat? You wrestled in Panama City Beach. You wrestled at Sturges. Both of them places are fucking hot as hell. So don't tell me it was the heat. You're a lying sack of crap. You just suck. <laughs> You're only good and for I two moves. Spear and Jackhammer. I loved yeah. Goldberg at one point. Everyone did. Don't deny it. Yeah. We all did. Oh, yeah. We, everybody was caught up in Everybody that loved the streak. Everybody loved it. Don't And, and, and if anyone wants to co- complain about it or whatnot, I'm going to be like, That's okay. what I'm saying. The best thing Goldberg had going for him was get in the ring, be this fierce-looking guy who nobody could defeat, hit the spear, hit the Jackhammer, pinfall, done. Keep moving forward. Who's next? That was Goldberg. We don't need this fleshed out, detailed character who talks now. He doesn't need to talk. Who's next? You're next. That's it. That's all you got to say. Yeah, WCW uh, 
did it right, and and they actually didn't know what they were doing. So you know, it's kind of <laughs> like. Uh, you know, so I, I didn't care for that or whatnot, but I mean, SummerSlam was still, you know, pretty good overall. Yep. Uh, the G1 Climax, that was awesome. I've heard the, uh, ROH Supercard of Honor was good. I haven't had time to watch it, so I'll yep. have to look at that. Can't do it justice if we haven't but, seen it, folks. dude, a huge weekend for wrestling. I love these weekends for wrestling. And we're not done yet. The 31st oh, coming up, God. we've got All Out. Oh, I was about to say the biggest one of them all, All Out, is going to happen. And I, this is going to be the make or break event for AEW. Mm-hmm. And they're going to br- everyone's going to bring it that night. We have no idea who we're going to see. We have no idea what we're going to see. We have we know the matches we're going to see, but we don't know what those how those matches are going to turn out. We don't know what insanity is going to ensue. This is like one time where it's like you look on the card and it's like, I've never seen these guys wrestle each other before. Nope. Moxley and Kenny Omega have never wrestled each other before. Mm. And the build-up for them, oh my god. The things that Moxley is saying, the unscripted violence and shit like that, I'm like, <laughs> he's so good. Like, Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait uh, for the whole world to see this. Because there's going to be so many surprises. And I already know it. I can just feel it. That there's going to be so much that happens at this I, show. I, I hope it happens. And I'm not even going to say it. Because I, I just don't want to say it. Until like it, it actually happens. If it happens. But I hope it happens. And... The reason why, you know, like, I, I want that excitement factor, obviously. And, but here's the thing. We've been let down so many times when it comes to that. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like. It's kind of like, just wait it out, tread through the waters, and let's see still if, though, if the shark bites. Be, still, this is going to be one of the biggest events in wrestling history. Oh, of course. In recent history. And it's setting up for the premiere on TNT. Yes. So and that's gonna, and that. that might even be bigger. Yeah, that that that's how you know big AEW is getting right now. So, and I can't wait to see it all. I can't wait to see what happens with MLW. Uh, they just announced that they're going to have a pay per view, a legit pay per view. Yep, not going to be on YouTube for free. Going to be like actually have to pay for it on demand and everything like that. So that's going to be interesting. So big things coming in wrestling. And since this is our season finale, you already know we're going to cover it more and more on season two coming up. Just wait. When the news happens, we're going to be covering it uh, when, you know, matches, pay-per-view events, all of it. We're going to be covering it right here. If it happens in the big ones, that, that's ROH, MLW, New Japan, AEW, and, of course, WWE. Right. So, My yeah. dabbling impact here and there. Oh, yeah, I keep... Oh, my God. I I don't mean any disrespect to Impact. I just haven't been able to keep up with them as well. I have been keeping up with the Tessa Blanchard thing. Yeah. Which, which is, I thought she was going to win the title shot. No, but it was really nice what uh, happened in Unbreakable with Tommy Dreamer coming out. You saw that. Yes, I did. Um, Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan. You know, Sammy Callahan is not going to beat... The, yeah, I'm not going there. Um, but the matchup was great. Tessa held her own. And, uh, you know, Sammy, of course, with uh, his, um, you know, underhanded tactics, had to cheat. He won. So now he's number one contender. Uh, and he went back in to beat up on Tessa. Tommy Dreamer comes out, the innovator of violence, and saves Tessa. But actually took the time to sort of pass the torch, so to speak. 
spoke to her and said, I've been in the ring with hardcore legends. I've been in the ring with icons. And I will state this. If you were in the era of the original ECW, you would fit right in with every single one of them. Yeah, that's If not being tight. tougher than all of them. And then he that's said, awesome. he said, stand up and take it all in. Thank you, Tessa. May I have another? <laughs> you and, might take that wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he passed the torch. He climbed out of the ring and he let her have her moment while the whole crowd there was chanting, Thank you, Tessa. Thank you, Tessa. Tessa Blanchard. Tessa That's, Blanchard. Yeah, and I saw like an emotional like interview that she cut after it. Um, she was like in tears. Yeah, or anything like that. That was awesome. I was like, I was like, all right, that's pretty good. And I'll see, this is, this is see, I like it when they do that. Yeah, and this what is I the biggest could... thing happened with her right now. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry, but yeah, it's huge. What I was gonna say was, I like when they do that kind of stuff. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense was. It's okay, demon. I'm whole again. Yeah, that was stupid. That um, that I can live uh, without. Even though I love, and you know how much I love the Rosemary character. I just, I could have lived without that. I understand we had to write her off, but I'm just like, you could have just broke really her did neck. It a different way. You could have broke her neck. You could have had her injured. She could have stayed behind in the spirit room, for Christ's sake. Leave it at that. But, you know, that's here, never, nor the here nor there. That's yeah. in the past. But this well, we'll Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. them in there as well. Yeah, but this like Tessa that. Blanchard story in Impact Wrestling is huge. And, and not to mention, uh, the return of, uh, Wow Women of Wrestling coming soon on, uh, Access TV. And, and I that, thought they were going to be in trouble because Santana Garrett just signed with, with NXT. NXT. But here's the thing. Um, so did Austin Theory, which, yeah. oh my God, dude, congrats to you, man. Yeah, exactly. But I remember I was there real quick when, uh, you know, I went up there for a week and trained up there when Hughes was still running it. Uh -huh. And Fox was, you know, helping out, but Hughes was still running it and everything like that. And Theory was there. Like, he was in the beginning class, and I remember seeing him and everything like that. Fox would joke with him that he looked like Cena. I yeah. don't know at the time, <laughs> but that was just that was just the joke. But then, of course, you know, now he's theory, and everyone saw him from that Evolve special, so he took advantage of that. Oh, yeah, of course. So did uh, James, or J.D. Drake. J.D. Drake well. and Anthony Henry. Oh, of course. They all did. But, oh, yeah. you know, Wild Women in Wrestling's coming back, and their big thing is, uh, you know... Tessa Blanchard as their champion, going up against all these challengers and everything. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Impact's got interesting stories. It'll all, you know, it's all going to be huge. You know, everything MLW is doing, everything right. that Ring of Honor is doing, it's going to be great. They follow oh, it. dude, I can't wait for it. Now, here's the problem. Someone's going to get caught in a cross, you know, fire, though, and someone's going to implode. Someone is, but I got a feeling that... I don't know. Maybe we're in a different time. I think we are in a different time to where there's enough wrestling uh, fans to go around for everybody. That's just very true. So we'll see what happens, and we are going to cover it all right here on the SWN, the Stovall Wrestling Network. When we come back, Rui and Chris are going to talk about the biggest thing that happened for us over the weekend. And that was Viral Pro Wrestling. It's also the reason we're sick. Be on the other side from TMB Studios. Please do not pull that trigger. What are you talking about, boss? 
<laughs> yeah, okay. They tried to censor us. They tried to stop us. They didn't want us to pull it. But damn it, we're back and we're pulling that trigger, baby. Ha <laughs> ha! The Wrestling Shootout, the greatest wrestling podcast in all the podcasts, is returning. It's coming back soon. You tried to stop us. You thought we were going to go away? Nah, I don't think so. You are listening to the Stonewall Wrestling Network on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here, and it is time to talk about Infection 4 from Viral Pro Wrestling. So much hype around this event, and... Oh my God! Did we deliver? Oh God, man! Like I said at the beginning yes, of the I show, yes, I can say yeah, we. <laughs> we, yeah. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I was almost in a wreck trying to get up to this show, and I almost left. And then yeah, he came up to me, folks. I'm gonna tell. <laughs> yeah, go ahead story, and tell right? the story. I'm gonna tell the story because it pissed me off. Before. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was like, I was like, I'm trying to be sympathetic, but hear me out. <laughs> you know, like. I'm sitting there at the commentary booth, right? I can't move from the commentary booth. I'm like, I literally have to sit here the whole time. Like, so like, we, we had a bunch of stuff planned, which we did, you know, get and everything like that. And we'll explain later on. But we were there to do business, everything like that. And I'm sitting there like, Chris, I need you. Like, I, I need you to stay. I can't do this all on my own. Like, you can't do this to me. Like, I was sitting there, like, like I wasn't screaming. I did that during the, you know, broadcast for the matches. But yeah, like, it was in his head. He was screaming. I could tell. I'm sitting there just like, you motherfucker. You yeah, yeah. And he was looking at me going, just stick around a little bit and see how you feel after the first match. And if everything goes well, you know, just let me know if you do decide to leave. And in his eyes, I could see him choking me out, like, through visions. <laughs> so, <laughs> he literally had his hands like, around my throat. You it's like it's like Homer Simpson choking out Bart. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> exactly like, how you envisioned it—that my mouth was wide open and I had spiked hair choking to death. Yep. Um, that's exactly how it happened. But it's like, yeah, no But I digress. The show itself, from the opening bell, the opening match, all the way to the very end, it it got me motivated again, and I stick I stuck around, and I was there for the entirety of the show. Yes. And we were able to get things done that uh, we were talking about getting done. We launched uh, Instagram. We added more to our Twitter feed. Uh, we got a lot of uh, content for the show coming up for the new season. It was a blast. And, oh, my God, this place was packed. When yes. I say packed, TMB Studios... Didn't even have a booth. I got there late because of the almost wreck. We didn't have a booth set up. No. I was literally walking around getting all this stuff done. And I didn't get off work till 5. Yeah, but I walked in. There's vendors all over the place. There is literally just standing room, if uh, even that. I spent most of my time behind the commentary table and backstage where there was the most space. (laughs) (laughs) There was literally about 600 people in there, if if you count the fans and the vendors and the workers. Right. Um, it was a little over 400 people who were actually paying fans that came to watch this, and boy, did they get the show of a lifetime. And trust me, there was no fabricating, you no. know, 
sarcastic quotes, you know, and nope. And and there is, and I'm gonna be blunt. I'm gonna be straightforward. That night, I witnessed the infection, and there is damn sure not a cure for it right now. <laughs> it is going to run its course. It is going to be here for a long time. You are not there. Rick Grimes. You are not gonna be able to change the world. This world's already here, and and it's here to stay, dude. Every matchup from top, but like the ladder matchup. Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> the gym nasty boys. Oh my god! The gym nasty boys versus Tor elimination. God, I can't get nothing out. He's stuck on this Joey Styles trip. But hey, it had to be because this matchup delivered on that. He got the ladder. Okay. <laughs> but the gym nasty boys. <laughs> Versus the international superstars versus quack, 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 the ugly ducklings versus the lynch mob for My the VPW tag team titles in a ladder match. And from the minute the bell rang, this thing was loaded with everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, dude. I'm not even going to say what happened in this matchup because if you really want to see it, you need to go to SOS Custom Wrestling Network. Yes. This is put up. It's obviously not up yet. It's going to be about a few weeks before it's put up and everything like that. But keep tuning in and you can see past content from VPW on this as well. It's only $7.99. Yeah. So it's a good deal. Um, but... When this gets put up, that's when you go to see what yeah, these guys did in this matchup. Because we can't talk about the individual spots in this matchup that took place because There's, there were so freaking many. But they were all just what? Yeah, like, and and the hashtag that the gym boys how did how did the human minds come together and form this? Kind I don't of chaos? know, but the I love the Ugly Ducklings. They're one of my favorite them. teams. Um, the international superstars. What did I tell you about that team? Yes. Like, it's just, God, so impactful. I love how we had them on here as well. Yes. And, and like, that was amazing. I love those guys. They're yeah. great. Uh, but, but the gym nasty boys, I've never got to see them in person. Are they not um, the most, they, is White Mike one of the, not dude, one of the most he lives up to his hashtag. Okay. Have you seen that hashtag going around? The hashtag, God damn it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He lives up to that damn hashtag. He legit took a self bump on the ladder. <laughs> he got it. Okay, okay. I said we weren't going to talk about this spot, but this him. one, this one's got to come up because it, it just fits it so well. White Mike gets in the ring with the ladder and does the typical spin around with the ladder spot. Yeah, nobody gets. Everybody ducks out the way except his partner, <laughs> who gets hit with the ladder, and then he drops the ladder. White Mike goes. I'm dizzy and falls and takes a face bump on the ladder. And I'm just like, that has got to be the most creative shit I've ever seen in my life. I'm busted out laughing at ringside trying to snap photos and I can't even snap a good photo because I am laughing my head off. And then after this event was over is when I saw the hashtag, God damn it, Mike. And I'm like, that's perfect. Oh my God, that is perfect. And yeah, if you thought because like, I started that like Galito and and Ellie and, and Ellie. Oh, oh my God! God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the second spot we're gonna talk. I, I, these are the only two spots we're gonna talk about because there's too many, but these were the major ones. Okay, so everybody's out, and Ellie gets in the ring to try to get up uh, Osborne. I think it is, 
And yes. Galeno gets in the ring with her. And she runs across the ring and does to do a crossbody on Mikey Galeno, Coach Mikey. Yeah. If anybody's seen Coach Mikey, this brick wall ain't moving. <laughs> so Ellie hits him and falls. I called it an Ellie to belly. <laughs> yep, you did. I heard it from the sidelines. It's like, it was an Ellie to belly and it didn't work. Uh, but she hits him and falls flat. Like, literally, she looked like um, if you've ever seen a bird fly into a window. <laughs> That's what this looked like. Or no, it looked more like the bug that flew into the windshield in the opening of Men in Black. <laughs> no, I'm saying bird flew in the window because she hit and she fell down straight flat. Like she didn't bounce or anything. She went smack drop. <laughs> and, and then he picks her up. <laughs> and then they go through the table. Well, she he picks her up and he's holding her. And the um the international superstars get up and try to stop him. And then here comes White Mike, and he's screaming, and Coach Mikey looks and goes, no, and he spears through Ellie into Coach Mikey into the table that's in the corner. <laughs> and then he rolls out of the ring, and it's just, oh my God. I, I just sat there and looked, and I was like, Jesus Christ, what a fucking car wreck. <laughs> and then, I, and, and I go right back now, because I'm thinking, it was so It was amazing. so amazing, but I still go back to that hashtag, God damn it, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry, if we get them on the show, that's definitely going to be, oh, what the hell? Trust me, we are. I'm it's so say, going come on, to I'm going to be there. As soon as he makes a funny statement, I'm like, God damn it, Mike. <laughs> that's, you're going to be doing the questions for him every time White Mike makes a stupid thing. God damn it, Mike. Oh, yeah. And his partner's like, see? See, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. <laughs> but they're they so good together. They are. It was amazing. Dude. We've been talking was, with them backstage. I was like... You know, yeah, hit us up. We got Facebook, Twitter. Like, you got MySpace? We, we, we still have Friendster. You want to hit us up on AIM? I'm like, what? Did you see the face? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Uh, just, dude, just in a bit. No, the best part, though, this is the only major spot I'm going to talk about because it made my jaw drop, mm -hmm. was the Joey Lynch Moonsault from the very top. Oh of my the ladder, God! All the way to the floor. Yes, Jesus. I I legit thought I like I on commentary. I was like, no, no, my God! Like I I had a Joey Styles moment. <laughs> he went from the top of the ladder, moonsaulted off. Straight to the floor into everyone, and I swear to God, if I was looking at it sideways, it would have looked like a bowling ball hitting pins. Oh. It was that fluid. Yes. It was great. It was that great. And it I sat so there and funny. watched it, and I'm like, I hope these people survive because we've got to have them on SWN again. <laughs> right. Everybody in this it. match is going to be dead before we get a chance to even interview them. Right. No, nobody died, but they came, but they damn sure came close. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Uh, just an incredible. And the way. international superstars did exactly what they said they were going to do on the program with the help of Owen Knight. Yeah, who helped lift, uh, look, Blanco he Loco. Nah, he legit carried yeah, his he, ass. Yeah, he fired him and carried him up the ladder. And I didn't well, know what to think. I was like, I was like, what? Like, I, oh. But they're the tag team champions now. They are. So they did exactly what they said they were going to do. <coughs> so. Yeah, they did. They really did. And um, 
a, just an incredible way to open up this uh, this event. Yes, um, and that but that was just the beginning. Uh, AC Mack made his debut yes. against Lance uh, 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 Anawahi. Yeah, uh, who's the cousin of Roman Reigns? I know I will not do the thing. <laughs> no, no, we don't have to because. Anyways, yeah, um, but yeah, like there was a monkey wrench that was thrown into this. Tracer X. Yes. Who actually did get in a wreck on the way there? Yeah, he did. But you want to know what's funny? Was I walked like right backstage before the thing uh, was and I saw him there and I didn't think anything of it. And then I went, oh, shit. So that was cool. Like, yeah. I was like, holy well, shit. Well, I mean, he, I knew he was there when I got there because, of course, I had the backstage access and I saw him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that's I we were talking about earlier. But it, you know that it was awesome. Uh, see that, but dude, did I not tell you about AC Mack? Yeah, AC Mack is amazing, man. And he's he's great in the ring, but his money is his mouth. It like, is like like dude, that dude can cut a promo. He's loud. He's awesome. Like dude, it's amazing. And we're, we're gonna have him on as oh, well. Oh yes, of course. I, I've got to have him on. And I saw him at WWE four as well. So, you know, and he was their head announcer for like a few weeks on there for maybe even a few months uh, as well. I, I I can't remember, but uh, yeah, so he knows how to do both. So he's amazing. And then uh, we go, uh, I can't remember, you know, all of it because there was just so much that happened. Yeah. Uh, Dream Girl, Ellie and Casey Lennox, that was awesome. Yes. Uh good job on, by those girls and it was great uh getting pictures with her for our Instagram and setting up uh what we believe she's going to be on the show yes. very soon. We'll have Casey more Lennox info. will be on the show uh in the near Shout future. Shout to you Casey. We love you Casey. Casey is a Ellie. Yeah, uh, Ellie too. Both class acts, great talents. But um, Ellie picked up the victory. She so. did. Already, this uh, group, which we'll get to in just a minute, uh, is um, on a roll. Yeah, they're they're two for two, and we're gonna get into this because James Kitchens comes out with the entire group, and they classify themselves as the unknown. Yeah, so I... they are the unknown. Well, everyone's starting to know who they are now. Yeah, because they're undefeated going right now in, in this thing. Uh, and, and they've got more to go. Then there was a big, huge announcement. They've been, been teased for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Coach Mikey, he is one of my favorite human beings in the world. Yeah. I love Mike Galino. And I know him because of my sector days, not from wrestling. Like, I know him, like, from sector uh, when we were going to shows and everything mm -hmm. like that. So uh, we're definitely going to have him on the show. Oh, yeah. I can't wait because that's going to be that's gonna be one of our best shows ever. I oh, guarantee yeah, that. It's going to be huge. Um, but he comes out and he's been having, like, he's been teasing this announcement that he had this announcement that he w that something big was coming to viral pro wrestling, right? So, and, and, and I don't know, you know, if everyone was wondering what that was or whatnot, but he comes out. And he says that he is throwing August 24th on a Saturday night in Augusta, Georgia. We're going back to the Warren Road Community Center is Viral Pro Wrestling. It was announced at Infection 4. It's going to be the Summer of Quack. Mikey Galino's Summer of Quack. That's what he said. 
And he said, there's going to be this person. There's going to be, obviously, the ducks. There's going to be this and that. And he said, oh, and who else could there be? And then the lights go out. And the and we direct our attention to the, you know, VPW Titantron or whatnot. And, oh, my God, the three letters showed up. And I about shit my pants at the <laughs> fucking uh, broadcast booth. Because AEW showed up on the screen. Yep. And then after that, it said that the special guest that will be here for the Summer of Quack, August 24th, which is next week, I believe, if, or, or this yeah, it's coming next, week. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah. Next yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, that... It's going to be the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. Yes. And, and here's the funny thing is you were at the commentary table when you saw this announcement. Yes, and when I saw it, before you continue on, I just have to tell this because I, I literally on commentary, I don't know if they'll put it in or whatnot, but I, I literally just went, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, <laughs> I was backstage. I was behind the curtain. And I was trying to get photos for uh, our Instagram of, you know, people entering and all. And, you know, I had just taken Mikey Galino's pictures. He was walking out. And I sat there and he said, oh, yeah, one more thing. And the lights went out. And I seen the AEW logo pop up. And I'm like, okay, we've been talking about the AEW hashtag on the show and what it meant uh, for Viral Pro. And I was like, okay, the answer's about to happen. And then I seen SCU. I was like, oh my God. And, it and was, then Christopher Daniels is like, holy shit. I literally said, it's like, holy shit. And James Kitchens is back there. He goes, yep. <laughs> I was like, you son of a. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, I mean, I was just as flabbergasted as you were when I saw that. It's... So much so that I was taking pictures of the freaking screen in reverse. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, this is big. This is big. And I sat there and looked at the pictures like, and he's like, I can't use these on uh, Instagram. Shit. <laughs> but, yeah. It was a huge announcement that Christopher Daniels, former Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion, former X Division Champion, <laughs> and current AEW star, is coming to Viral Pro yeah. at the Summer of Quack. And it's going to be right here at Augusta. Yeah, and 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 that and we don't usually do uh, two shows in a month no. like this. So this is this is going to be awesome, and it's going to happen at the Warren Road Community Center. So it's going to be in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, and and front yeah. rows already sold out. I mean, they took the AEW path well, when they made this announcement shortly after tickets right. went on sale the next day. Right, right. It's just. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. And, and we'll get into, um, why in just a little bit. Yes. But let's get back to infection four. Uh, then we go into, uh, one of the most brutal, but yet entertaining matches of the night. The unsanctioned matchup. Wade Adams, who came out looking like Norman Smiley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. And everything. I, yes. I try to just say a comparison, but it might as well just be that, like doing his best Norman and Smiley impersonation. So, dude, he's sitting back there behind the curtain, and I snap a photo of him, and he turns and looks at me, and all that get up, and then points the hockey stick. He goes, <coughs> "Yeah, I'm that good," and I'm like, 
<laughs> and yet somehow and he was able to be that's what I love about Wade. He's somehow able to be so entertaining, but yet actually been able to take him serious at times. You know, like, Wade is one of my favorite like talents. Do not in, let in James Kitchens hear you say that. I don't give a crap what James <laughs> Kitchens says. I am. I, I'm officially stating it right here on the program because he's going to be on here eventually. That I love what Wade Adams does in the ring. I, uh, uh, it, this was great. But then uh, James Johnson comes out, and this was a, you know, very heated rivalry. Yes. And, uh, dude, oh, my God. Was this matchup not brutal? Uh, every moment of this match was brutal. There was thumbtacks. The thumbtack part is the one that I knew about uh, because I knew what was going, uh, what was all around the ring. I didn't know when it was coming. But I knew it was going to happen, and I, I, I and I'm not trying to despair disbelief in this, but you, I didn't know what was going to happen this match. I knew it was unsanctioned. I knew there was weapons all over the place, and I knew thumbtacks were somewhere. You don't have an unsanctioned match without thumbtacks somewhere. But the way that yeah, was, but the, from the two wrestlers that you wouldn't expect exactly. It. I didn't expect them to use the trash can the way they did when he threw Wade Adams into it, and he went into it in the corner. <laughs> And I love James Johnson. Yeah, James Johnson. Is he not awesome? Yes, it was that was a beautiful Dude, match. This matchup, a beautiful story that these guys told, even in the brutality and everything like yeah. that. I, dude, oh my god, this was awesome. But and then the moment at the end, yeah, where he sat down, he was trying to get him to come to terms, and you know, he was getting ready to do something. And then the lights go out. Mm-hmm. What could happen when the lights go out? Somebody touched me. Never mind. <laughs> Was that you, Ace? (laughs) Shut up. I love Ace. Uh, Anyways, uh, but no. Uh, Yeah, the lights go out, and then six returns and attacks Wade Adams. The Salem Center himself. Did that place not go nuts? Good God, man. When when James Johnson was, was this sitting place in the chair, not on fire. This from place the basically burned down, and Thompson McDuffie County Fire Department called Antron Brewer and be like, "What the hell? We need you now!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, when the lights went out, everybody's going crazy. You see camera flashes, and when they come back on, the Salem Center himself is sitting right across from Wade, and Wade's face. Was priceless. Just like he's seen a ghost, which is perfect. But yeah, the return of six to Thompson, Georgia, and he proceeded to put Wade Adams through the table that didn't get used at all in the matchup. Yeah, and I couldn't see from my vantage point, so I didn't know that that was there. I was like, yeah, he went right through the table. It'd been there the entire match. They set it up, but six was the one that put Wade through it, and the place blew up. Oh, God, did they ever. Like, oh, my God. So that much that Antron Brewer was down in Florida going, there's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Brewer. Oh, my God. Oh, but just, oh, my God. Amazing, I think amazing, he stood amazing. up and went, cheer for me. Wait, wrong place. <laughs> no. <laughs> so these days it's more like, one, two, no, no, no. one, two, three. He'll do it at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> or in the parking lot, out of three gets out the car. <laughs> it good. Hi. <laughs> Anyways, no, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> amazing. Oh. And then another matchup that was amazing was Saeed Al-Sabah versus Owen Knight for the Outbreak Champion. Yes. Yeah, so Owen Knight retains, but dude. Yeah. Saeed Al-Sabah. He is like a human highlight reel. No joke. The guy's doing things in the ring that I can't even fathom other people doing. I don't know what to call it on commentary. I'm like, I'm like, he, he, he flipped. That's Sabah move number one. I don't know what he Sabah did. Sabah move there. number two. And then, uh, and then Owen Knight, man, I love Owen. Owen He's Knight is, is exactly what he says he is. He's the working, the working team man, captain. working team captain. He the is. The working team captain. He owns up to that. Yes. Like, so. Like, like he gave this work and everything like that. He's going to love me for that, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, uh, he he is incredible. Uh, th- that matchup was great as well. Uh, and then, of course, another feature matchup that was a, a big one. The first time in over 22 years the NWA has come to Augusta, Georgia, and it was the national championship that James Storm the Cowboy had, and he put it on the line against Anthony Henry, who was just on Evolve on the WWE Network. Yep, and and here's the thing is that the last time this was defended was back in the 80s, and, you know, this was history in the making, and I was was backstage, and I had a chance to talk with Storm a little bit after the match. I'll get into that later. Um, But these two men were, like, heavily focused, you could see it in their eyes. You could see it the way they were moving. This was big. And, well, um. Henry's always focused. Right, right. But, but here's the thing. When they got ready, I took pictures of both men when they entered. Um, but I talked to the referee. Referee, uh, um, Boring. Ray Boring. Ray Boring. Who I've known for many years, who started in AWF. Awesome, yeah. Right? Started in AWF with us. Um, and I, I, I trained him and I developed with him. And got him uh, to the point where he understood the business a lot more. And he took the lessons that he learned and made a full-blown career out of it with this ref thing. And he's like, I've done NWA before in Atlanta. I was like, but you don't understand the volume of the history with this. You're refing a match with a championship that has not been defended in this area in many years. Mm -hmm. This is huge for you. You just became a part of history and I, in pro wrestling. And I'm sitting there at the commentating booth, and I'm just like, I'm about to call. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I just had to step back for a minute. There was just about two seconds that I could breathe for a minute, right? And I'm just like, all right, I, I need to think about this. I am about to call a matchup with the NWA National Championship in it, and it's. The Cowboy James Storm and Anthony Henry. And I'm just like, I, 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 like, I didn't even know what to say at that point. I was just like, I, I'm speechless. I have no words right now. Like, I just have to take in the moment for like two seconds and then, oh my God, uh, James Storm shows why he is, you know, like, been on top in Impact Wrestling and, and been on top everywhere he's pretty much went. And why, you know, eight, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, beer money, or, yep. or, I'm sorry, beer money! Was, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. It was a great tag team. And, and why this guy has worked in every big promotion and why he was picked by Billy Corgan to roll with the NWA. Yeah, and then, uh, Anthony Henry. I mean, I, 
The guy I, oozes talent. I, well, he oozes talent, but here's my thing. Like, when Anthony Henry throws a strike, he's coming to kill you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's coming to kill you, Don't and I love me. it. I, I love it when... Don't remind me of those kicks. <laughs> I'm sure. Don't remind you of the locker you went to. The locker, the kicks, uh, the punch. But yeah, these guys <laughs> brought it. And it was an yes. incredible story. It was a beautiful match. Obviously. And and just talking with uh, Storm after the match uh, about the psychology behind it and everything was just... It was amazing. Yes. Um, the guy has a wealth of knowledge and yes. knows how to tell a story in the ring. And uh, shout-outs to you, uh, James Storm. You're a class act. You're a great guy. Oh, my God. One of the nicest and yeah. most entertaining guys I've ever met and in my life. And we do plan, and I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there, we do plan on having him on this show at a future date. <laughs> I say I a future date. Because the guy's busy, okay? So yeah, trust me, he is. He's very busy. He gets bookings galore. Same so. with Anthony Henry, but we have confirmed with Henry that he will be on the program to talk about his uh, his career and where it's going. But my God, and all that stuff. They did the NWA legacy proud. Yes, at Infection Forum. and modernized it. And modernized it. It Which was beautiful. Point. It was beautiful. Exactly. It was, it was, oh my God, it was amazing. Again, that's going to be a matchup that you want to check out on SOS Custom Wrestling Network when this is put up. Check it out. Uh, that's going to be amazing. Uh, there was also another matchup, Chris Silvio versus Ray Fury. That matchup was really good. Yep. Those guys brought it. Everyone brought it. But then the big one. Well, before that, there was one more announcement about the Summer of Quack. Oh, yes, that there was also going to, not only with the addition of the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, but there was also going to be someone else, and I've been waiting to do this right ever since well, it was announced. Well, 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 let it be known what was shown first before that, because there was an announcement of what promotion it was. Uh, the NWA. The NWA. Yes, yes, the National Wrestling Alliance, and... um. Uh, we forgot to, you know, mention that, like, you know, they're fixing to go, like, big, heavy, like, mm -hmm. on TV. Like, they're actually doing some TV tapings at Atlanta, which, Chris, you and I might have to go yeah, to Yeah, we may have to. Just may have to. Yeah, might have to. And and that's, maybe not a might. That's like a, no, motherfucker, we're going, like, <laughs> like, anyway. You're going to Atlanta where you like it or not. I know. I don't give a shit about crack. I'm just joking. Anyways. Don't but, say that. That pays the bills. I know, right? <laughs> I know, but anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, the, uh, it showed NWA letters and then, okay, now I can do it. E. Lock Drake! Yes. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Anyways, and you set it up perfectly. Yep. And, and yes, Eli Drake is coming to the Summer of Quack. He's going to be at the Warren Road Community Center. So not only do you have AEW All Elite Wrestling, uh, the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels SCU, and who knows, he might not come alone. Just throwing Truth. that out there, maybe. And, you know, so you've got that, and then you've got the NWA coming in. And Eli Drake is going to be there. One of the most entertaining people in wrestling. 
dude, and and I, I'm gonna be on commentary calling all of this. I'll be at work. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, it does. Unless I find a way out of it. But yes, Eli Drake and you know Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, and who knows who else. I, I'm at Warren Road Community Center. It's gonna be crazy. But then. The big one. The yes. reason, you know, the, the wise man in wrestling on commentary was said, all right, folks, this is what we came to see. Was that you? No, it was not me. <laughs> it was it was obviously JR. I'm saying, but did you say that? Because I wasn't near the commentary table. I'm, I can't actually remember <laughs> if I said it or not. I might have tried to. I don't know. But uh, whatever. Like... This is what we came to see. This was the one. This was the VPW Championship, Viral Pro Wrestling Championship, the revolutionary Darius Lockhart versus Galaxy's only hero, Sean Legacy. And uh, first of all, let's start with the entrances because uh, Legacy comes out and it's not his usual uh, Bullet for My Valentine song, uh, which I'm like, I'm like, damn it, I love that song. But he comes out to Star Wars music, and it's very dark, and he's in, you know, like a hood, kind of like a Jedi. Mm. Uh, he's in a full cloak. Yeah, full cloak, basically. And he then has a lightsaber, which is funny because uh, sitting behind me were like, you know, kids and stuff like that, mm. and all I could hear was like one boy go, whoa, a lightsaber! <laughs> so, it was cool because when he did it, it's the dual lightsaber, and he's spinning it around, and it looks so great in the dark. Um, and, and funny story about that is uh, I actually got to hold that lightsaber at the end of the night. It's one of the uh, high-end replica lightsabers with every sound from every movie. And I, I had it switched over to Episode Six, which is uh, The Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and I started swinging it around, and I'm like, nope, take this away. Take this away for I take it and put it in my bag and it goes home with me. <laughs> so That but, is not The Return of the Jedi. It's episode 6, actually. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That would be episode... 6. 8. Episode 6 would be um, A New Hope. You're fired. Episode 4 is A New Hope. Episode 5 is The Empire Strikes oh, Back. Oh, wait a and Episode minute. 6 got, is Return of the Jedi. I of the order. Every Star I Wars fan that is a wrestling fan Shut is up, going to be sitting... Move on. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be so much hate mail for that. You're like, what the Shut hell? Up. He just said episode six was a Fuck y'all, I failed math. <laughs> What's math got to do with the force? Because I fucked up the Antron Brewer's discovering that there's a disturbance in the force now. He's gonna come and beat your ass. He's gonna stand over you and be like, Cheer! I four, four, three. Edit this out, you piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> but anyway, yes, uh, Sean Legacy comes out. It's definitely not getting edited out. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. It's Fuck you. It's the season finale, baby. I got to give one at least. You got to have one. Um, Shut up, But, buddy. yeah, shot. Jesus Christ, you're never going to let that Eli Drake shit go, are you? Dummy. Um, <laughs> but Sean Legacy comes out in, in the garb. We don't even see him. Uh, and then... Um, Darius Lockhart. Yeah, Darius hits. comes out, and, and we still don't see Legacy, really. No, like, like, he like stays the in the cloak. Still, yeah, like, he stays in the cloak, and, like, the lights kind of stay out as well. Yeah, but so. when, when Darius walks out, he walks out, and then... this I thought it was the coolest thing ever. 
the unknown all come out, you know, the international superstars, Owen Knight, uh, James Kitchens, and you look across, and from, you see Kitchens standing there, and then you see, um, you see the international superstars, Blanca Loco, Joey Osborne, Dream Girl Ellie, and then there's uh, Darius, and then there's Owen Knight, and all you see is gold. All the way across. Yeah. All gold. Because at this point, they're undefeated going into this. And, and then they all raise their fist up, and I'm just like, that is the most beautiful thing. Yes, it is. I and think. then uh, we had in-ring introductions from the man himself, Brett Wolverton, because it was, you know, it was as time for the man! Oh, and he sure. lasted 23 seconds. <laughs> he was thinking, just stop watching this out. It's great. I love Brett. But he did in-ring introductions, and when he introduced Legacy, right, Legacy took his cloak off to reveal that he was Darth Maul, basically. Actually, he for a minute, his... I thought Finn Balor showed up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Darth See, Maul. everything I just said, you just killed because, yeah, he's going to kill you now. Yeah, now he's going to kill me. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're even backstage looking at him going, hey, what the hell? Finn Balor? <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, oh, my God. Never mind. But, yeah, but, that was yeah. an amazing moment. And the, the dude, the crowd, as soon as he they threw the club off, they that. popped they hard. They even shook uh, the unknown there. They were like, whoa, we weren't expecting that. But, you know, Darius went, okay. And uh, then, you know, he uh, he got his introduction. And then before the matchup began, we got a visit from the owner, Joshua Hancock himself, who said, you know what, you guys are bad for break signs. He did so. tell us so that he, uh, on the interview that he had something up his sleeve for him, And he delivered. He removed them from ringside. This is very true. See, this is why you need to check out every single episode of the Stoval Wrestling Network. Because when we had... Joshua on here, he said he had something up his sleeve. So. And he did. He said they were banned from ringside. If anybody interfered, Lockhart would automatically forfeit the title. Exactly. So that was so. huge. Yeah. Um, it was. It, it, so it was going to be a one-on-one -on -one fight. And, man, did these two tear the house down. It was, it was everything you wanted in a main event. It was everything that we had been building for uh, and everything like that. Uh, and then Darius pulled a move I never thought I would see him pull. He slaps the referee, right? It looks like Legacy's closing in on him a little bit, you know. And he had Legacy most of the matchup, even as much as, you know, Sean was tapping into, you know, the, his dark side and everything like that. You know, Darius was really taking it to him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but then... Uh, Sean was moving closer in on the title, and Darius slapped, you know, the ref. And it was like, holy shit, like, are you kidding me? No, this, like, I said it on, I said it on commentary, I was like, no, this can't be how this ends. Like, the referee, like, looked at Sean and went, I'm, I'm sorry, man, like, I, I'm sorry for this, but he crossed the line, and he rang the bell, and Darius got himself disqualified to keep the title. Which shows how scared uh, Darius was of losing the belt. I guess so. So, I mean, like, hey, man, I can't defend that. You no, know, that, I, no I mean, like, I, I, I didn't like that move, Darius. So, we're going to see what happens. Because 
from this amazing, but it was still an amazing event. But here's what here's what happened though. He slaps the ref. Right, the ref calls for the bell, and it's a disqualification. Sean doesn't, you know, Sean won the match, but he doesn't win the title because it's a disqualification. Then the unknown come to beat on Sean Legacy, and then Cody Fluffman comes in, who was in the building early night. He was shown talking to Sean, wishing him good luck and stuff like that on the Titantron. So, uh, yeah, he was there, and he came out to try to help Sean. He got a little bit double-teamed there, mm-hmm. but then almost the entire VPW locker room came out. You had the lynch mob. You had the gymnasties, right, if I believe so? No. The ugly ducklings. Yeah, 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 the ugly ducklings. The lynch mob was out there, though, weren't they? I believe they were out there for I a believe minute. they were out there, and James Storm himself came out there yep. to help matters out. Mikey Galino led the charge as well. He, he came out to help matters out as well, and... Uh, they all cleaned house, and and we had a beer celebration with which, James Storm. Which with Blanco Loco ends up picking up a beer in the middle of the ring while the unknowns out there sitting there watching, and he's going they to all toast trap poor Loco. Yeah, he's going to <laughs> toast Storm, and as soon as he toasts Storm and goes to drink, Storm hits him with a stunner. Yes, and then we go have Mikey Galino getting the chaser through the freaking noodle. Oh my god, that was one of the funniest things was a canoodle. And I said it on commentary, I went, I went, I went he's literally trying to hold him off with a canoodle. <laughs> I said that. I, I never thought I would say that in my <laughs> life, but it, that definitely happened. But the, yeah, amazing and that, show. dude, oh my god, it was an amazing show. Everyone went home happy in Thompson, Georgia. It was incredible, an amazing atmosphere. And then, remember, August 24th at the Warren Road Community Center. The Summer of Quack. And there's already been some big announcements for that show mm-hmm. because not only is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels coming for to that show, he's coming to face the VPW champion himself, the revolutionary Darius Lockhart for the VPW champion, as announced so, by Joshua Hancock. Yeah, so just you know, think about that. Like and then Christopher Daniels versus, and then know. Sean Legacy is going up against E Lie. Drake that night as well. Oh my god, I know. It's gonna I'm just I'm... And then another another matchup that was recently announced. You talked about Cody Fluffman. He's teaming up with James Johnson. Yes. To take on the Lynch Mob. No, no, no the Monster Squad. No. Yes, the Monster Squad. <laughs> I got confused for a minute. I'm sorry. Y'all throw the hate mail at me. I don't care. Definitely throw the hate mail. You already <laughs> but get yes, it anyways. But yes, the Monster Squad, and that promo was amazing. And, and guys... That was amazing. And then, like, I think uh, Owen Knight is going to be putting the Outbreak Championship on the line. And he's going up against, I believe his name is Tony Dunst. Uh, I believe is really? his name. Well, we'll have more on that. Uh, on, on the season premiere because we'll premiere after that event takes place. So right. we'll be covering it. But guys, it already sold out front row. Within the first yes. 12 hours of it being on sale, they sold out front row and the tickets are flying off the shelf. Yes, absolutely. So, VPW doing big things, making big moves. Oh yeah, we're making we're making a lot of moves uh, right now, and I can say we because I mean I, I do a lot with uh, VPW, so uh, 
and I love doing it. I'm so fortunate enough to be there. And this event was amazing. Uh, and there was a lot of people. I heard uh, a guy at work tell me, like, hey, man, I took my girlfriend to the event. And she said, I've never been to a wrestling event, but I want to go to this one every time it happens. Yeah. So, like I said, to take a guy who was down, feeling like crap, uh, was really wrecked up uh, because he almost got into a wreck, and to turn me around and get me excited and make me forget all about it, guys, girls, amazing, y'all, just just incredible, just an incredible it's job. A different, it's not your typical indie local show. It's just not. It, it's there's there's story to it. There's everything. There's everything you want in a pro wrestling event. So, you need to come every time Viral Pro Wrestling has, whether it be at the Warren Road Community Center for the Summer of Quack, August twenty fourth, or all of the shows that we have scheduled coming up at the Sweetwater Gymnasium at our home in Thompson, Georgia. Uh, you need to just check out VPW. And of course, if you want to follow VPW, right? Viral Pro Wrestling, follow them on Facebook at Viral Pro Wrestling on Facebook. They've also got Twitter at VPW, I believe. At Viral underscore Pro. Yeah, there you go. At Viral underscore Pro. Uh, follow them on Twitter. They do matches and uh, match announcements. Uh, you know, you get everything. Uh, Keith Andrews came up with another amazing video that I just went, oh my God, it was better than Survivor Series promo with that song. You know, yep. the saliva song always. Yes. That was, it was better it was than great. the Survivor Series one. Like, dude, uh, dude, and that guy. He's probably going to get signed by AEW making videos. Cause, yeah. Dude, he is amazing. So, uh, shout out to Keith Andrews, who was there in the house. You know, Brandon Dawson doing the camera work. Shout out to Ace that was there at Infection, the Ace of Pro Wrestling on commentary. Shout out to me. Jacob Bryan, who was there as well. <laughs> who even got, you know, like a, a little a bit of a chant for him at the show. It was yes. awesome. And Brett Wolverton had fun with him. Uh, so it was awesome. Um, just an amazing, incredible night. It's, it's what you gotta see every time you go to a viral pro wrestling event. But remember, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and every, uh, social media that, uh, they have. And as well, if you wanna watch VPW, watch Toxic, the best of VPW, hosted by who? 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 Me? That's right. Yours truly. Caleb's. <laughs> he had to hit the new day. Right? I, I did. I, I just thought of it in, mid, in mid-time that I was doing it. But yes, follow Toxic, the best of viral pro wrestling. I host it every single Saturday night at 1 a.m. That's right. And if that's too early for you, set your DVRs and also follow it on YouTube. Toxic Viral Pro Wrestling. I host it. You'll see a matchup or two every single night on Fox 54. Uh, so check out that. And as well, if you want to watch VPW events in their entirety, go to SOS Custom Wrestling Network.com. Set up a membership today, $7.99 only. It's a great price. And you not only get VPW, but you get all of the top Carolina promotions. And you get uh, independent promotions 
uh, around the southeast and some even up northeast, I think, mm -hmm. as well. So you get a lot of good stuff with it. But if you want to watch VPW events in their entirety and hear yours truly on commentary, I am on uh, SOS Custom Wrestling Network along with Viral Pro Wrestling. Uh, check it out today. And, yeah, that's it for... for uh, our coverage of Viral Pro Wrestling on uh, this episode for our season finale. We will be right back because me and Chris, we're going to reminisce a little bit. Go, go yep. anywhere. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network. What's up, everybody? It is Blake Collins here with Chatter City. We are dropping the 411 on everything sports. It's baseball, football, basketball, anything and everything about sports, even the unique sports as well. Not only that, but we are also going to have spinoff shows related to the unique people within the CSRA area, talking about music, talking about movies, different things like that, so you do not ever want to miss out on an episode of Chatter City, because I guarantee you, you will not only learn something, but you will also have a heyday and a half as well. This is Blake Collins signing off with Chatter City. Have a blessed rest of your day. Check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMP Studios. All right, we are back here to wrap up our season finale right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And the reason it is a season finale is because we're going to take about a week off. Probably a week is what we're shooting for. It shouldn't be that lo uh, long. But, uh, yeah, we're going to recharge the batteries, so to speak. We're going to um, come up with a new type of format, you know, change things up a little bit. And, you know, speaking of changing things up, I think a lot of people, Chris, uh, want to know, like, how we came up with all of this craziness. Yeah, um, and, and it's weird because when you announce, you know, the name of the network, Stoball Wrestling Network, uh, people are like, huh? What is that? And, and then I tell them, you know, Caleb Stowball is the host. They're like, oh, that makes sense. But nobody understands where the concept came from or anything to that effect. Or what it means. Or, or what it that. means. Like, so you literally will have to go back to, I would say, 2017? 2016. Oh, yeah. no. We'd have to go back even further than that. 2016. Was it... I want to say it was 2017. It I was, want to say it was 2017, maybe. Yeah, it was about 2017. 2016, 2017. It was somewhere around that area. I don't know. Um, I, can't, I can't really remember. It was so long ago, but like... It was 2016. It was okay. 2016. Because uh, Adrenaline Wrestling Foundation shut down in 2014. Um, well, 2015. And I launched Touch My Bass Productions shortly after that. And, and I um, didn't know if you were still in town. Yeah, um, but... I don't know, like, I lost contact with you, but so, basically, alright, what happened was, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about how I came up with the idea for this, right? So, um, yeah, you had launched Touch My Bass uh, Productions, right? And I, well, I didn't know if you were in town or what the deal was. I didn't know if you still lived here. I, I just didn't know. I lost contact with a lot of people from AWF. And I was going through some things at the time with, like, wrestling as far as my 
like what I wanted to do in wrestling at the time or mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Just a lot of stuff I was going through, personal stuff, blah, 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 and everything like that. And uh, one of the things that, you know, interests me, obviously, was this, like, podcast idea. And um, I remember, like, listening to Conrad Thompson's stuff. And I actually discovered this. I randomly discovered this. I can't remember where it was, but I didn't discover it through, like, word of mouth or anything like that. I discovered it on iTunes. I just saw Tony Schiavone's picture, and it said, What Happened When? And I went, What? And I clicked on it, and it had, like the different subjects for WCW topics. And I went, is this Tony Schiavone talking about what happened in WCW? And so I clicked on it and that's like kind of what it was and everything like that. And then there was one for Bruce and then there was the one for Bruce Pritchard and everything like that. Something to wrestle. Yeah. So I sat there and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, and, and it was a podcast I was just talking about wrestling and stuff like that. And then, like, you know, I, I sat there and, and I was just like, man, I, I like this stuff. And then, like, I looked at other wrestling podcasts. And you know me, Chris, right? I'm a huge wrestling fan. Right. Duh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the <clears throat> obvious, right? But, like, I love it so much that it, it it's like, it's like, okay... You know when you say you like a band, right? Uh -huh. or, 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 or like, like if I say, dude, I love Slipknot and I love that Iowa album, right? It's 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 the greatest album ever made in my opinion, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And then someone proceeds to tell me, oh, dude, I fucking hate that band. That band sucks so much shit, blah blah blah. All this bull, fuck, you know, like I hate that. Like, cause I'm just like, I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask for your opinion on that. Like, I, I, you know, I asked to have a general conversation about them or just tell you, like, hey, man, you need to check this out. Yeah. That's it. If you don't like it, clearly recognize that, like, I like it and move on. Exactly. You know, kind of thing. But that's not what everyone does. And so every time I would turn on a podcast, all I would hear is, and then the internet, of course, just everyone. Oh, my God. Everyone just complains to complain. Right? And my perception of wrestling was changed when I went backstage for the very first time ever in Flatline. Mm hmm Like, because I went, oh my god, this is how the wrestling business is run from this end. Imagine what it's like, you know, on that end or something like that. So it made me have a whole different perspective of it. And I would hear people even in the business, Right? Like, I would hear them talk about, like, wrestling in a negative way. And it, it just, it upset me. It infuriated me. I was like, oh, my God, is there anywhere I can go where I just can't hear that? Where I can, you know, have some fun talking about wrestling, have some fun listening about wrestling and everything like that. So, I I was like, man, what if I did a podcast? But I was just like, but this is already you know, too many wrestling podcasts or whatnot and, and everything like that. But I, I saw something from you on the shootout, mm -hmm. I think, right? Yeah. Um, at the time before me and Stovall actually had our first conversation about it, um, I was just doing videos and, uh, Bill Blanchard 
came to me, and he, he had the same envisionment that you did. He had listened to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, Steve Austin's podcast, Woo Nation. And by the way, I had no contact with Bill or nope. anybody. Nope. And so Bill came to me, and he had the idea for the podcast. And that's how the shootout was born. And the first episode was with me. Um, and then I remember... This is why it tanked. Never mind. Wow. Don't throw shade so much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I remember after that episode aired, I remember you hitting me up on Facebook. And you're like, are you still in town? What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I still live at the same spot. And, and you're like, I want to do a show. And I've got this idea. Can you meet up with me? And we decided to meet up uh, at the park behind Evan's library. We sat down and we started having the discussions of what your ideas were. And at the time, you wanted to mix pro wrestling with sports and music. Well, yeah, because I had a bunch of different things I wanted to talk about that I felt like were not getting talked about. And I didn't know how to combine them, how to do all of that. I just, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so it was kind of like... Uh, maybe I should, you know, like, I'll just, fuck it, I'll just combine whatever I want to. Maybe that's the point. It's my show, whatever, I'll, yep. I'll just do that, um, and I'll call it something ridiculous or something like that. And then we actually came up with the name that night, it was Shooting the Shit, <laughs> um, because it was talking about everything, so that's basically what it was, and, and we never necessarily said that, you know, the shit part, it was always a, or something like that. James um, Houston gave me so much flack for it. I'm just like, <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. Like, whatever. But, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. That was just kind of like what I had. And the idea was to take wrestling, right? To talk about it in a way that not that marks were not talking about it, that anybody wasn't talking about. I wanted to talk about it in an intelligent but fun way. I guess. Is is that the proper yeah, way? That's I'm the proper way of it? saying it. You wanted to talk about it in a way that it wasn't uh perceived uh by the fans or by the people in the business. You wanted to give the perspective from both ends uh and combine them into a overall complete experience pa- uh, I, package. I make fun of him so fucking much and I swear to god I'm not going to do a joke on him when I say this, but like I want to be like or I wanted, I guess, to be kind of the Dave Meltzer of of this where it's like oh, like like this event just happened, let's see what he has to say about it. You know, kind of thing. Right. And it was a it was a rocky start. I mean, um, like I said, TMB, Touch My Bass Productions, had just got off the ground with the video stuff, and we were just starting to dabble into podcasting with the shootout and with uh, shooting the shit, both being on at the same time. But the slow build worked, and then we started having guests. We had Caleb Kitchens on the program with us a couple of times. Well, um, it, it, and, and, and I want to say something about that real quick um, before we go on. Because like, I was going to say, like, like, like we started our first episode, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of like had the idea, and I kind of just went with it, right? And so the wrestling segment went on, and then we broke up, and then we talked about in sports, we talked about... Hockey, which is another thing I felt like people weren't talking about. I felt like I was just like the Golden Knights. I feel are about to have this magical season, 
and I just knew it. And I wasn't right about that or anything, you know, or <laughs> like, uh, so I, I felt like no one was paying attention to that like they should. So I wanted right. to cover that. And then, of course, I wanted to cover metal. I was so sick and tired of the Southern state rock bullshit and all that and 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 heavy music not being appreciated. So I wanted to do that. So I tried to, you know, combine all that. And so, like, I started off with the wrestling and I didn't know how the show was going to go or whatnot or what people were going to think of it or if anyone was. I, I didn't know if anyone was going to care. I, did, I like I was just like, I was like, I'm going to put this out there and people are just going to be like, well, that's it's him just having fun. Like, yeah, let's, the, you know, that's cool. Whatever. And then after the very first show, we put it on there and, and about 20 minutes later, maybe even sooner than that, but I'm just going to say that about 20 or about 15 or 20 minutes later, James Kitchens responds to it and says, uh, He's like, he's like, been listening to this for about what, 10 minutes or so, 10 minutes in or something like that. Mm -hmm. Best show on TMB ever. Yeah. And I went, what? Like, and James Kitchens, uh, you know, he's very opinionated, especially when it comes to politics. Right. Uh, and, and I think he has no problem admitting that. Yeah, he has no bones. He doesn't pull no punches. I mean, the guy is the dick of the week for a reason. Um, <laughs> Great job on that, uh, Wayne Rush. Congratulations. <laughs> now he can retire. <laughs> That's what he said, too. Congratulations. Okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't pull any punches. He doesn't hold back. If he, if something sucks, he's going to tell you it sucks. Yeah. Um, and he said that he really liked the podcast. And I went, what? Okay. So then that made me kind of take notice to it. And then the second episode, uh, you know, I'll apologize to anyone that listened to that. That show sucked. It did. It, we did a good job of covering everything for it, but there's probably, like, random cuss words there. Random because, cuss words and yawns. And <laughs> yeah, because we had these, like, we we were dabbling with ideas at the time, and it was like, when you played it back, like, I had the idea that the shit noise, basically. Needed to be every single time we said the word shit. And well, not even that, but like every time we said a cuss word, actually. Yeah, like every time point. we said a cuss word. But the problem was I used it too much, and it was yeah. like, it was like, damn it. Well, then that clearly. There was a lot of ideas that ran back then that we thought were cool, and, and come to find out they were garbage after a while. Like we were doing random sound clips, like you could hear Cody Rhodes sometimes going "fuck the revival" or or "fufferin' suckatash, son." You know those. Or, or yeah, we overplayed. Yeah, the we overplayed the out crap out of it. I hated that. After, like, I even hated it when we were recording. I was like, Darn, like, like it was like nails on a chalkboard to me. It's but like, some like, of the things that that blossomed from that was uh, the Jim Cornette uh, came from that. I knew that was going to be amazing when I heard you do it the one time. I was just like, I've got to hear that every time I see you now. Yeah, but it's just so funny. Uh, and yeah, that, that, that's kind of how all of that came about. And then like, I had all of these ideas that I wanted to do for wrestling, you know, like it kind of started with the whole going into Rosemary's like origin story, which we cut, co like I covered like in full detail. Yes. 
And that was really awesome. And I was just like, man, like, I want to do more of that. You know, like, I want to split more in the wrestling. Like, I want to put more in the wrestling and everything like that. And I noticed when we would get together and record, we would record for, like, hours and everything like that. And by the way, we still do that. Yeah, like, we do. We record for hours. It's okay. We love that. That's fine. But what I was saying, that like, we would record, and then we would get to sports and music, and we would just kind of like... Breeze through it. Yeah, we would just be like, blah, 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 and then call it a day. And we were focused... I, like, I felt like I was just like, there's something that we're missing here. There's a way that this could be even bigger than what it was. Because you told me, like, some stuff that, like, man, the podcast is bigger than you think. Yeah, and it's weird because... I didn't necessarily realize how big the podcast had become to right before I shut down Touch My Bass. Um, and everybody, the, the numbers were not lying. The, there was like thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people listening every week we posted the show. And and, and before you continue, what I was going to say was, um, here's one of the things that happened, right? Before... Uh, you know, we even had the SWN idea, right? Which we'll get to in just a minute. Mm -hmm. But before we even had that idea, right? So uh, you had some stuff go on with work and it forced you to move and everything like that. And we, I was not able to do uh, the podcast shooting the shit like I wanted to. Um, I had, you know, we had an arrangement with someone else. That kind of fell through for me, at least, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's a different story for a different day, mm -hmm. but it, it just wasn't good. And I was just like, fuck, I can't like I messaged you and I said, bro, I can't. I love this show. You know, this gives me joy in life and I need this in my life, but I can't do this show at least without you. You know, like, I don't know who else wants to try to do it. But I can't do it without you, at least. You know, like, I need you because, like, we just have that chemistry. It's a, it's a chemistry, and it can be felt through uh, the podcast. It can be felt when you're in person with us. We've had a lot of people tell us that when they're on the show, it's the most fun they've ever had. Uh, and that's not a lie. And it's the most fun I've ever had. So we had the conversation, and um, at the time, yes, I was dealing with work. I just got promoted. And I, I was in uh, Tennessee uh, for months, and then I'd come back. I was in the Atlanta area, uh, mostly toward Gainesville. Um, and we had decided that we were going to try to bring it back. And I, I rebirthed a whole podcast network. And I knew, uh, listening, that podcast, just looking at the way Touch My Bass was going, uh, videos were not so much doing as well, but the podcasts were booming. And I started paying more attention to it when iHeartRadio announced that they were going to start doing podcasting. And then I realized and then that Spotify started yep, doing more. Spotify and iTunes, Google Play, yeah. And the thing was, is I, I started noticing the trend that we were going backwards. Whereas back in the early days with radio, everybody listened to radio and then transitioned over to television, and then television transitioned over to the internet. And uh, internet video, all of a sudden, now we're transitioned over to podcasts. the radio. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're back to square one where people, 
don't have the time to sit and watch a video unless it's what they're doing. Whereas they could take a podcast, pop it in their ears, they could drive, they could walk, they could work, they could do whatever, listen to it, and and if you hear something being talked about, you can envision it in your mind. Right. I knew that was the future. I knew that's where it was going, so I created it, and God, I, I can't believe I'm about to tell this story. The original concept of TMB Studios was called The D. <laughs> I and forgot I, about that. And, and the thing was is that I'm so glad I didn't go with that. Um, I kept telling him. I was just like, bro. I everybody even, told me. I didn't even refer. I couldn't even say that in the fucking like. You did for the advertising. You said, and we're on the D. And I'm like, yes, that sounds great. And I went back and listened to it just a few months ago. And I'm like, what was I thinking? Yeah. I, I, and I begged you. I said, I said, dude, you need to just keep it. Touch my bass. It's unique. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And. The thing was, is that I did that for a little while, and it was like guerrilla advertising. Yes, he caught you off guard, but you're like, okay, the D. And then you and and Bill Blanchard and, and Jay Garganis and a whole bunch of other people was like, this ain't working. <laughs> all we think about is, you know, what what the D stands for. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no <laughs> one can take and that like, serious. You, I'm like, you said it. Nobody I even said looked, it. I even looked at you. I said, bro. I know you want to try to get sponsors for the show. I cannot, by any means, go up to anyone and say, "Hey, you want to sponsor this thing that's uh, called the D?" <laughs> so I listened to everybody, and there, and and the one thing that was in everybody's, uh, you know, argument was, "Bring back touch my bass. Bring back touch my bass." Well, because I, I like I like the way that sounds. Touch my bass. I'm like, yeah. that's just funny. Well, I. I had some ill feelings toward going back to touch my bass. Right. So instead of going back fully to it, I, I switched it up. I had always said in uh, the podcast that I did have on there called The Chris Dickens Experience, live from TMB Studios. And I'm like, why don't I just call it TMB Studios? Keeps the history and we keep moving forward. And, TMB and it Studios still stands for Touch My Bass yes. Studios. Yes, but... It, I it, even say from time to time on here, touch my bass. Like, yeah. I just can't help it. it. it I it's like perfect, it. It's but funny. We, we rechristened shooting the shit and we relaunched and we started going and it was like, well, the, it was like the, the, the train never derailed. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and I, I was going to get to that, right? Because you finally did TMB studios, right? We did two episodes of that, of shooting the shit after that, right? Mm hmm. It was on the third episode that we went to record, right? It was, and I sat there, and I and I went and I looked at this and I went, okay, wait a minute. There's so much potential here. I could like, I would like to do interviews with wrestlers. I would like to do, you know, this and that. I would like to throw in this segment. I want to throw in this, but I'm just like, I can't do that and then talk sports and wrestling, and I sat there, I'm just like, we can't have a booth at a viral pro wrestling event and it be called shooting the shit. Like, we can't, we can't have that. I don't care yeah. if it is funny or anything like that. Like, I can't, like, we can't do that. Like, I'm not going to be able to sell that with anything. Like, let's just, let's just call it straight up. Like, I sat there, I'm just like, I can't do that. There's just no way in hell that's going to work. So 
I sat there and it was right as we were starting to record it. All I could think about was just like, no, like we got to do something different. I've got to do something different with this because there is a potential here to make money, actually, possibly, you know. And, you know, hopefully we're not giving away too much information or whatnot, but who cares? <laughs> but, like, yeah, um, I, I just thought, man, there's something different that we need to do here. So me and you, we just were like, okay, you know what? Let's cancel the recording for tonight. Let's brainstorm here. So we canceled our recording, and we literally just brainstormed. We went to Waffle House and shit like that, and we just brainstormed. Yep. And so... We were like, okay, but we want to do a wrestling podcast. Because now, now I'm just like, well, now he's just doing podcasts. And the shootout at the time, you know, that's another story, but it wasn't on It TMB. wasn't on TNB Studios. Exactly. I'm not going to hold no bones on it. It, it was with uh, Deathlock Productions at the time. A right. bridge was burned. And, um, you know, I was trying to mend those fences for the mistakes that were made. I was saying the full story of that will yeah, be, like, told it, on the shootout. Yeah, it'll, it, it'll be featured on a shootout episode. But there was no shootout. And that was the flagship podcast for Touch My Bass. Right. And, and shooting the shit had become that spot. And, yeah, you, you brought it to my attention and you're like, look, this isn't marketable. You can't take this to sponsors or to shows or anything else and be like, hey, I want to sell this idea. And yeah. it made perfect sense. And we sat there. Yeah, we canceled the whole uh, recording. And on top of that, you made the notion like, we spend a whole hour and a half on the wrestling segment. And then we do music and sports. He's like, but how many of them people tune in for the wrestling segment and then stop listening after that? Because we noticed we had a lot of wrestling followers. Yeah. We had a lot of wrestling followers. So, I didn't know anyone that was talking about sports or music. There might have been some that liked all of it. I don't know. I just always felt like everyone turned it off after the wrestling. Yeah. And I felt like we, when we were recording things, we were like, all right, I don't really care about And here was the thing. I really just started it to cover the night's magical season and to cover hockey. But then after that was done, I was just like, what else is there to cover? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, am I going to cover every time the Falcons and Dogs break my fucking heart? That's a different story. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, so I thought, all right, and I talked to you, I was just like, man, I want to go over, like, old events. I want to talk about why I like this event. I want to talk about why this match is good. I want to break down this. I want to do all this crap. And I'm sitting there, but I'm like, I can't do that. And then there's be sports and music after that. Exactly. And we took out sports in general, and then we tried to do just music, because I still wanted to talk about metal, but then it was like, well, we can't we can't follow all this wrestling and then try to throw in this metal as well. Like, like Exactly. Like, like, we can't throw in this album and blah, blah, blah. So we sat there and we brainstormed, and we brainstormed for about two hours, almost two and a half hours. And I remember you saying you wanted something that felt wrestling-esque, like uh, 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 the letters of a wrestling promotion. Yes. And I remember us brainstorming different things. Because I always just wanted that. Yeah, like, we, like, we were brainstorming different things. And I remember putting up the bulletin board. And I remember throwing up the notebook, uh, the paper, and I, I sat there and I just kind of like jotted down a bunch of stuff. And I remember putting Stovall on there. And then I, I, I had a bunch of things going on there. And it was like different words. 
and nothing was coming together. And then I looked at it one more time and I don't know how, and I don't know why things happen for reasons beyond our own control. You know, things just like the stars perfectly lined up. Dave Meltzer shot six stars in a row and they lined up perfectly and, <laughs> and, and just kind of highlighted three letters. <laughs> wow. Uh, but when I looked at the paper, I had these words wrote differently, but the letters lined up. And I saw S-W-N. Right, but we didn't have, like, we didn't have the, the W or the N No, yet. we didn't have it. All I knew was Stovall something something. I knew the W was going to be wrestling. Originally, it was like Stovall Wrestling Nation. Yeah, you said Stovall Wrestling Nation, and I went, I went Nation, and then... And and I'm I'm not trying to take credit no. or anything like that, but I do believe I went I went nation and then I went and then I went Stovall Network N- Network No oh my God Network yep. That's how it went Like you I know, went like that It was Stovall Wrestling Nation and he went Network ne- Network Stovall Wrestling Network That's it and that was it And we we agreed and SWN Stovall Wrestling Network was right. born And right. that first episode was magical. Like it was, it was like doing the shooting the ship episode, the first one we did. But this one had so much more meaning behind it. Yes, because we were, we knew exactly what we were covering, uh, and we still, we were still trying to test exactly what that was going to be like. Like, and we're still kind of testing it yeah. still to this day. It's like, it's like, how much sound effects are we actually going to put in? Because I'm like, how you know, are we going to have this and that? But the like, cause like the first episode, you know, like started off with this long ass Michael Buffer style intro. Uh, we actually got Michael Buffer to do it. We, no, I'm just joking. Anyways, it's uh, more like Dicky Buffer. <laughs> that is so wrong on so many levels. You know, oh but my you God. laughed at it, so shut up. <laughs> and, and James Kitchens bashed it too. He's like, that was the longest intro of my life. I was like. That was what it was meant to be. Yeah, it was just the one. It was just the one. Like we swear. But he still loved the show. Yes, he did. And everyone took notice of it. Like I got a lot of people messaging me saying, saying, making some changes there. Because here's what we did. Like, like I was just like, well, we don't need to get rid of the shooting the shit page. We'll just change it. Like, you know, like everyone already knows that we talk about wrestling a lot. Mm-hmm. So it'll just, we'll just switch it over. So we switched it over and everyone noticed it because I guess Facebook, you know, had the notifications and everything like that. And everyone went making changes and everything like that. I said, yeah, I'm making it more marketable. I'm making it more like this and that. Like, I'm like, I'm like, it's strictly wrestling. And it worked. Yeah, it did. Uh, And it worked in ways that I did not expect. Yep. Third episode in, we ended up getting a, an exclusive interview with VPW owner Joshua Hancock, the first ever podcast he Along ever did. Along with James Kitchens. Yes, but this was the first podcast that Joshua Hancock did a full-blown interview with. Yes, we did. And and I thought, I thought okay, well, we've got something good uh, to be on right there, right? And here's the thing, right? When we originally launched it, you were still using that same goddamn, excuse my fucking language, but fuck you, goddamn 
site on TMB. Yeah, that yeah, server. Yeah, still using the, t- the Touch My Bad That server. was terrible on phones. I would get nothing but complaints about that from so many people. I'm like, y'all, just do this and that and it'll work. And when I told them that, they would be like, oh, okay, it works a little bit, but they don't even like, they don't people don't like to do that they like it right. used to work right when they they want when it downloads boom they want to be able exactly. to do it and I thought man like I was just like God so Josh does the interview right and the interview was awesome we were like oh yeah like 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 when it ended we were like because what they said was they said we have an exclusive. Uh, announcement, announcement that concerns VPW, that concerns the Garden City Classic that we're going to announce on this show. First of all, we did not ask them to do this. We did not have anything planned. We were just going to ask them how did VPW start. We were going to preview the thing and everything like that, blah, 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 do the works. We had no idea that they had that in store for us. So I sat there and I looked at you and I went, dude, this is why I switched everything. Mm-hmm. This is why my vision was somewhat coming into play, uh, but there was still more to be had. Because here's what happened: they had that right, and then they had it to where uh, they were going to post it up on their Facebook, which we did not ask them to do. Nope. And but that I was hoping that that would happen. Let's be honest. I, I yeah. was hoping that that was going to happen. Well, of Here course. Was the problem. They did, but that damn site was not worthy of anything. Like <laughs> it did, it couldn't hold the type of traffic that we were getting no. from it because we had fans going, "Wait a minute! They had they have an exclusive announcement, and they chose this podcast to do it. Let's see what happens." And Josh and James are blowing up my goddamn phone. Going, hey, why? What's going on with the site? What's going on with this? You're at work, yeah. So I'm sitting there messaging you. I'm just like, I know you're at work, but I need you to give me some type of response because I don't know what to tell. It was funny because before you even got hit up by them, the site I had it set the you know the launch at seven o'clock that it went (laughs) live at seven, and. As soon as it went live, I started seeing the view count go up. And then I seen them, uh, you know, repost the episode on the Viral Pro site. And I'm like, man, this thing's getting big traffic. And I'm keeping track of it while I'm at work because I'm following to see how big this goes. And then I see somebody's post. Uh, file limit reached, uh, oh, bandwidth limit reached. Uh, cannot access this. What's going on? And I like, could not access it. I, I was like, oh my God. Joshua Hancock, James Kitchens, and Viral Pro Wrestling just crashed my damn server. And I, I immediately, you, you messaged me like, I need to let them know what's going on. And I'm like, tell them that the server crashed because of the overwhelming amount of bandwidth that was going to it. I will have it fixed. Hopefully by tomorrow. And I'm freaking out because this episode was live and now it was off. And I'm like, look, the bandwidth, if, if nobody can access this, they're going to lose interest in it over time and nobody's going to access it again. So the next day I'm off and I am troubleshooting the hell out of this thing. And, and thanks for the bottle, Rock. 
Um, but I am troubleshooting the hell out of this thing. Bottle rock. And <laughs> I'm looking all over the place, and I'm trying to find a way to 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 regroup and reformat this. So I was like, I can't have this happen again because we were. I, I knew that this was about to get big. Because so here was the thing, right? And I didn't mean to cut go you ahead, off. Go ahead, go ahead. But, but actually, actually continue here. Cause but I, I kept looking around trying to find new hosting, um, new servers to, to, you know, the access. And lo and behold, again, it, it just so happened that the, the, the stars aligned. Dave Meltzer blessed me. Um, <laughs> and I came across this server site. That also gave us an RSS feed, which is vital right. to podcasting. Right, and I and I, I was about to get to that, but uh, it, here was the thing, right? When we first started this, right, I was joking. I was just like, man, you know, I would love to, like, get on Spotify or iTunes, you know, like, that would be an ultimate goal for my podcast. Not even making money off of the podcast, just having that happen, you know, that would be cool. I didn't think that was actually possible. I was just like, eh, but it ain't no way in hell right now. Like, I'll have to do something later or whatnot or blah, blah, blah. But we always joked about it or we talked about yeah. it uh, and everything like that. But we also, like, like at first we weren't taking it serious. Like, 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 like we were taking it serious, but not that serious. Like, yeah. we were okay with the old format and blah, blah, blah and all of this shit. And... Then it was like when we got because when we got that VPW interview, it was like whoa, okay maybe we do need to take this a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. And even you said that, right? Yeah, I, you I, I made that, that statement. I was like, this was huge because I didn't expect the bombshell that they dropped with the announcement, and I was like, which was Yaya being in the yeah, show and I was just like, like, man, this is huge. Yeah, and. I remember us, uh, you know, when the thing dropped and the the server went down, and I started hunting and I found the uh, the new server with the RSS feed that had unlimited bandwidth and everything, and I was like, "Huh, I have an RSS feed." Well, I upgraded the site and I, I have a Castbox player on there now, to where when when the episode drops, it goes straight to the site, which was great. I'm like, "Okay, that's perfect." You know, upload the server, it automatically goes to the site, no editing involved. Which I had to do a lot of heavy editing with the other server. So I was like, okay, that's cool. And I sat there for a minute. And I remember going, what else can I do with this RSS feed? So I started doing some research. And I remember us having the conversations about Spotify. So I went to Spotify and I'm like, how to submit podcasts. And it's like, Submit your RSS feed, and it'll go under review, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, so I'm like, okay, let's see how this works. I submitted the RSS feed. I had uploaded the past and I did not know that he did this. Until. No, he didn't know anything. So I submitted the RSS feed, and I, I, I put it in. I'm like, they're not going to accept that. They only accept, you know, big people, uh, major names in the business, whatnot. And, and, and. And to be fair, like, I was still sulking after that, uh, Joshua, after the VPW interview, because I was just like, we had an awesome announcement. They posted it on Facebook at first, and now they had to cancel that post because it doesn't work. And I'm just sitting there, just, I was defeated. I was like, yeah. 
But I then, then on. I messaged him and let him know that the episode was back up. I let Hancock and Kitchens know the episode was back up. So they reposted it, so there was a little breath of life. I didn't let him know about the Spotify deal um, until I got the notification. And it was actually five days later that I got the notification that SWN had been approved to be on Spotify. So what I did, and, and I, I know he fell out of the chair when this happened, I sent him the link to the Spotify page. Yeah, I already have a Spotify account, right? So he he so I'm sitting there, it was on Sunday. And at that time I was working six days a week. And I was just I was going through a lot of things in my mind. I was still sulking about that interview and everything. Well, the interview failing at first mm -hmm. didn't help me. And then he said that the site worked for like a little bit, and I was like, "Okay, but how long is it gonna be till it, you know, dies?" I was just like, ah, "What the fuck?" You know, like there's just a lot of things that were uncertain. And then he, and, and then it's a Sunday, so I'm like half asleep, right? And I wake up to my phone, and it's like it's actually like still blowing up because of a message from him, and he was sending like several messages. And it went Spotify, blah, blah, this and that. And I went, wait, what? This doesn't make any sense. And so then I went down to the beginning and I went, what? The first thing I sent was the link. And he said, look on your, he said, look on your Spotify app and see if you can pull you up. And so I went to the search bar that I type in so many bands and whatnot and I typed in Stovall Wrestling Network. Lo and behold, our fucking headlining picture was right there on Spotify. And I about cried. I about defecated. I about everything. <laughs> every bodily function you could think of to just go. <clears throat> like, <laughs> like, I had no words. I was like, what? And then he said, that's not all. And I went, what? What are you talking about? What more could there possibly be? See, after uh, I sent the initial Spotify in, I had also looked up iTunes and submitted it as well. And within the same amount of time, I had gotten the notification that we were accepted to iTunes as well. So at the time... I sent him the link to Spotify when I finally got confirmation from him that he had checked it out. I sent the link to iTunes to him. Yeah. And then I about did every bodily function again. Like, <laughs> so I just, I couldn't believe what was transpiring. And then he said, oh, uh, that's not all, uh, Google Play Radio. And yeah. I went, Google Play Radio? James Kitchens actually likes his shit on Google Play. Yeah, he does. Um, so we were we were on the big three. And yeah, <clears throat> that was huge because now we had a distribution. Now we had that, <sighs> and it was like, wait a minute. Oh and, and and me and you looked at each other, I was like, okay, like we got together for the next recording after that, we went. Um, okay, so we must sit down here and discuss business because, exactly. 
Now this thing is about to take off in ways that we don't know where it's going to go. We kept throwing out all these scenarios. We kept throwing out this. I kept throwing out what I might want to have happen. And I was just like, see, I knew the name changed. Like, 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 like we had to do it. You know, we, we, we had to do that name change or yep. else none of this was going to happen. And with the name change came more people wanting to be on the program. We had Kitchens back on the show. Like we just recently had Darius. We had Hancock on there. on there, but then that was when we went to another stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Was when we had the revolutionary Darius Lockhart, and that was our biggest and most downloaded episode ever. Yes. And we ended up going to Viral Pro. We ended up having a booth there. Met a lot of people. Had a lot of live interviews. And that elevated us up to another level. Which, we tried that, right? And I remember you had the idea... And I, I, you know, I'll be honest, and I've told you this already. I was just like, I hated that idea. I was like, it's too distracting. I get the idea of it. Problem was, though, was it was just like, I can't think while the, you know, shit's going on in the exactly. ring. Like, like, we went to UCW, and we did it, and, and the idea was there. The problem was, though, is that they have live commentary, and it's just like, first of all, live commentary sucks ass! And, Agreed. And... Then, you know, we're trying to do interviews, so it was like, the interviews turned out pretty good, though, but it's like, there's so much noise going on that it's like, how in the hell are we, you know, like, that's not going to work. Like, we can't do it like this. So, So, we ended up going to Viral Pro, we set up the booth there, and we did live interviews there before the show, and we did an interview with Hancock during the show. And while I was at the, I while was you at were the, doing commentary, I didn't but, know that he did that. Yeah. But it all turned out great. Yeah. We did. ended up with a nice partnership deal with Viral Pro. Uh, that's still going to this day. Um, met a lot of people there. Made yeah. A that's, lot of friends. that's why we talk about them a lot because it's like, I mean, if it wasn't for Viral Pro, Joshua Hancock and James Kitchens, SWN wouldn't be where it is right now. True. It's the truth. I have no, I have no problem saying so it. So we have no issues, pull no bones and no punches about wanting to make sure that. And this I generally works. like the product. Yes, the product's great. I love the product, we, and I love the commentary. We also ended up making, um, you know, a lot more friends. Uh, Jeffrey Show Live. Yeah, Jeffrey Show Live with uh, Jeffrey Taylor. Jeffrey, he's amazing. Yeah, and, and he started doing, you know, like. Uh, advertisements with us. Yeah, we still like have it. We and, still uh, have that. Suplexes and microphones. Joseph Brown and them, they listen to this. Yep. And we've got them a little, you know, advertisement as well. We were, we realized that we were starting to, and I was just like, man, we could get like even more, you know, so like th- there'll be more of that to come, uh, later mm-hmm. on and everything like that. But this show like took off in ways that I went, whoa, like, you know, originally we were getting people saying, "Hey, like, you're you're we we like your show when we can get it, but your phone thing or your site sucks." That was every every time I would hear that, I'm just like, "Yeah, I can't do anything about that." And now we don't get that. Oh no, because there's no excuse. Mm-mm. There's Spotify. I know people have Spotify. There's iTunes. Everybody has iTunes, and it's free. There's yeah. no like. Like, we're not asking you for, you know, money or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, there's on Google that. Play. 
which people can get if they have Android phones. And then the site works just as well, too. And the site actually pulls up on mobile. It's set up for mobile. Yeah, exactly. Like, everything works so much better. And, uh, you know, like, I just, like... I'm, I'm, and I'm, I've got more plans in the future for distribution. Just saying. Well, I was about to say uh, that, you know, that there's going to be a lot uh, going on. And, and, and that's why this is the season finale. Because we're just, you know, like I said, we're kind of taking a break and just kind of recharging the format. Because now we see even this show has even more potential. Mm-hmm. Especially with the Darius Lockhart interview. And, and no disrespect to, you know, Kitchens or Hancock or anything like that. But we had, you know, Lockhart and the international superstars. And I legit thought that when I messaged these people, I was just like, there's no way in hell these people are going to take us serious. And even if James was vouching for us, I thought, there's no way in hell that... I mean, even our Jacob Ryan episode. When we yes, had Jacob Ryan on. Jacob Ryan even opened up my eyes to what this could be because, you know... And we were able to talk to him about the incident. Yeah, but we didn't fully touch on the incident. We talked about his career. Exactly. And that's what makes this so different from every other podcast that deals with wrestling. They focus on the one thing. They, they say, okay, this is making news. Let's get this guy in here and talk about the situation. No, we didn't want Jacob Ryan because of the incident. We wanted Jacob Ryan because he's Jacob Ryan. We wanted him to talk about his career. I mean, he, he was being talked about at the time for it. So yeah, I mean, but that, we didn't yeah. want to fully touch on that incident. We wanted, our, people to, we wanted people to know who he was rather than just the incident. Right, and... We open people's eyes. Same thing with Darius Lockhart. Yeah, we we open people's eyes on who Darius Lockhart is, what he's doing, and we did talk about the viral pro show in Fetch Four. Same thing yes. with international superstars. Oh, uh, so, that one was really unique. I yeah. thought because you know we were just having fun and everything like that, and then they got very serious about viral pro. Uh, it, it, it gave everything of what I wanted, and I thought, man, there's even more potential here. Mm-hmm. So. There's even more potential for this show, and it's going to be realized on this season coming up, season two, and there will probably be a season three and whatnot, or, uh, you know, whenever that happens. Uh, but, yeah, that's why we called this the season finale, because next week you're going to get an even better format, right? We're going to still cover... Oh, okay, two weeks. Remember, we're taking a week off, so in two weeks they'll get this brand new... I guess it's because during those weeks, me and him are like, we're still meeting up and talking, but we're yeah. d- discussing <laughs> business or so to speak, you know. But yeah, I can't thank uh, everyone a- enough, though, like, because uh, while we talk about the Spotify and we talk about the iTunes and, you know, we talk about what Chris did and everything like that. Uh, it doesn't happen without you, the fans. Exactly. It's the re- it's the reason that we now have merch. Yeah, which was another big thing he wanted. And um, when I was actually able to produce uh, Shop TMB Studios, the first item that uh, that was ever put on there was an SWN T-shirt. And I sent it to him, and he of course defecated on himself again. And the first person to buy a T-shirt from the shop was James Kitchens, who lost the shirt right after he bought it. Of course. <laughs> so he'll have to buy another one. <laughs> But, <laughs> but yeah, we, we launched the shop. Uh, the shootout came I don't know back. how it's doing right now. So I, I haven't had a chance to check it, but um, it's doing fairly well. 
And then we saw that, oh shit, we need some more shit as well. So we launched a Twitter. I don't like Twitter, but hell, I'm going to do it. So Twitter yep. is on. We ended up getting 14 followers within the first day. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. We launched Instagram and we have 40 followers on there and you get exclusive photos from, uh, the shows we go to right now, there's exclusive photos from uh, Infection 4 on there. We'll also have exclusive photos from the set, yep. so to speak, or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so. going to be great. It's going to be an interesting ride, and uh, Season 2 is going to be ten times better. There'll be more merch to come as well. I'm not going to do it there. I, it, like, for real, yep. there's going to be more merchandise to come. There's going to be all of this. There's going to be a lot of things happening here. Uh, at the Stovall Wrestling Network, because like I said, I wanted this to be taken serious, and it seems like everyone's starting to catch on now, but got to continue to infect them. <laughs> there is Anyways, no cure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother looking for it. I'm like the Power Rangers, bitch. <laughs> Shut <laughs> what up. the hell? Shut up. How did that mix up? Okay, I'm more like Spawn. Fuck you. Anyways. You're Hellberg? Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I want, uh, so there's a lot more to come. Uh, but for now, that is it. We will see you in about two weeks. And when we cover, and when we go on that two weeks, yes, we're going to cover the biggest event that's going to happen this year, which is all out. Yeah. We're going to cover more viral pro wrestling. We're going to be doing it all right here. And we're going to cover past and present events as well. All right here on the Stoneball Wrestling Network SWN. He is the man. He is Mr. TMB. Touch my bass himself. Chris Dickens and I and the one and only Caleb Stoneball. Peace out, everyone. It's the Stoneball Wrestling Network.